Thanks for listening to the Home Fix Show podcast brought to you by Heating Equipment Company. All makes and models of residential and commercial furnaces and air conditioners can be serviced or installed by Heating Equipment Company, a Lennox premier dealer. 208-459-2212. This is a podcast of the Home Fix Show with Joe Prince. Good morning to you and welcome to the Home Fix Show on this Saturday morning. If you're new here this week, well, grab that attendance pad and sign in so that we know you're here. <laughs> hey, this is a show where we do our best to help you out with the questions that you have about home repairs and improvements, the tools, the contractors, the suppliers, little tips and tricks to help you get some things done either more efficiently or better or perhaps even at a lower cost or frustration level. So what are you taking on next? What uh, what could I possibly help you with in that that journey? Do you need to know what something might cost or who to call for help or which of the many Facebook opinions that you got from all your friends is the is the actual right one, in my opinion. Well, let's talk. I'm Joe Prin, and this is Home Fix. The number to reach me here at the studio is 208-336-3700. 208-336-3700-1-800-529-KBOI also works. 1-800-529-KBOI. Some of you right now are listening to this in the future after this show originally aired and you're listening to us on one of our podcasts and thank you for that also and if you have questions in real time you can send those to me uh, as soon as you have those to joe at joeprin.com p-r-i-n joe at joeprin.com and i'll do my best to quickly get those questions answered for you also i'm just glad you're listening to the show thanks for uh, thanks for being here with us Coming up on January 15th on this program, Cody will be joining us from the Air Filter Superstore to talk about their products, air filtration in our homes, how our, uh, how our systems work, and how the filters play a role in that in our, in our personal health. Uh, Cody has some certifications from the industry that uh, will add some new perspective to our, our knowledge of this, and uh, I look forward to learning from Cody uh, more about filtration and the role it plays in our homes, not only uh, economically, but health-wise and uh, cosmetically, too, just keeping our houses a little bit cleaner. So we look uh, forward to hearing from Cody, a new voice that you'll hear on the show here uh, from the Air Filter Superstore. 208-336-3700 is our number, 208-336-3700. I'm starting to see some of the ads and the posts about this and hear a little bit of chatter. Uh, it is going to be the start of home show season again here very soon. It seems to uh, capitalize on our cabin fever and our desire to think about spring and working outside in the yard or on the outside of the house again or correcting maybe some of the damage from the winter that has happened and uh sitting around inside and we're not out as much and we we just you know what are we going to do let's let's start planning some of this stuff out so um I, w- I was wondering if we're going to have much of a home show season are there going to be all the traditional home shows uh there is a remodeling show scheduled in boise on january 
29th and 30th at the Boise Center on the Grove. Uh, admission to that one is seven bucks. Uh, Carl from Renewable Energy, I was talking with him about an event he and I are doing, and uh, he reminded me that he was going to be at this show, so I know he will be there. And there will probably be uh, several of the other Home Fix Show uh, sponsors that you will see at these shows. But I'm wondering if, if people will be attending. We don't know what uh, what restrictions there might be in place or people's comfort level for getting out and walking the aisles and looking at the displays. Will there be even uh, all the companies displaying there? Uh, you've heard that commentary here on, on the show from people who have said they've talked to contractors that just won't even uh, schedule an appointment with them. They're just too busy and they want to take care of the, the people they've already made contact with. And if that's continuing in 2022, uh, you'd have to wonder why would a company want to go out and hold themselves out there in front of everybody, talk to them, generate all these leads for the products and services that they're doing only to not be able to follow up with them or provide that. Uh, so it might be an interesting mix of who's there and who's not there. And um, even just the, the regular contractors being so so busy with, with work stacked up and short on labor and they're missing materials, um, they too might not not be out there as much. So will the mix of what you see at these shows change a little bit it it very well could be so i would say if you're going to be going to any of these shows you may want to look online and look at the list of uh, you know contracted reserved exhibitors that are going to be there because if you were going there hoping to talk to maybe you know four different kitchen remodeling people or uh, or patio and outdoor living uh things uh you know what if there's only one there? Or maybe there will be eight of them there. I don't know. I have no idea what everything that we've ever thought would, would happen is it, it's upside down and sideways and backwards. And, and it, it's not what we think. And the way people to react to certain things, it's different. So we have no idea. All I know is it's going to be different. Things are going to feel or look or, or something's going to be different about it. So maybe you could look at that and, and just see, you know, do I want to go down to the home show and whether it's free or they charge to get in or whatever, and you take your time to get there, and then you think, wow, there is nobody here that's doing this. This is what I came here to see. So I would say to uh, make sure you check in online ahead of the show and see if there's uh, uh, enough of a, a base of information or choices or opportunities on the, the things that you want to see. Um, also, will the people have put the, uh, the time and energy to be able to put their their best people forward at the show, uh, that that could be another interesting element, uh, depending on what their their staff levels are and and how much energy uh, those folks have. But going to these shows, it does give you uh, a couple a couple real good things. You get to go to these just to uh, look around sometimes and and try to stimulate some ideas because you may see one thing that that triggers it. It's that. It's like when you're having that conversation with somebody and they're talking about, you know, the length and color of the, you know, the San Francisco bridge. And you remember that you're scheduled to, you know, uh, play cards with somebody on Tuesday night, you know, just something that they said, maybe it was bridge, you know, that just triggered you in that. So even when you go to these home shows and you're looking at maybe a hardwood floor display or something, it may click you into something else. So, 
you do get benefit just from looking at things that may not be necessarily on your your project list or you can grab information and and other things that you can take forward as as the projects progress in your home maybe it's not something for today or even next year but it may be that missing piece or that uh, that particular uh, informative element that uh, helps you take the next step there. So you do get a lot of things out of going to the home shows, even if you don't have anything in absolute particular task that you're trying to trying to do. Uh, if you want to get more out of one of these shows, uh, be prepared with some thoughts or your own personal agenda, or maybe even some questions that you're going to try to get answered because uh, it, it is very easy to get distracted and sidetracked, you know, and squirrel. And all of a sudden you're over crossing the aisle and you, you, you spend the whole day there and you never talk to the, the one person that you wanted to talk to. Uh, the other thing that doesn't hurt to do and uh, very easy to do since we're all packing around our photo albums in our back pockets now is take uh, take some good photos of your house or the areas that you may have need to show somebody. Uh, your, your existing kitchen, the backyard, the view from the street, a uh, picture of your garage door, whatever it is you're, you're going to be doing, uh, take those in with you. Also, if you have happened to see something in a, you know, a magazine or a newspaper, you remember those? We used to have newspapers and uh, you see something like that, that you've torn out or saved, or you want to reference to, you know, pack all that up and, and take that with you, or at least take uh, photos of it that you can show on your, your phone to people. Cause you can say, here's, here's what I'm dealing with, or this is what I have, or i uh, Here's what that window looks like or something. Anything that you've gathered up at uh, maybe even at the last show that uh, you want to follow up on. You talk to this person and you want to talk to him again. That's not that's not uncommon. Uh, for, for most of us, as we take on projects, we can think about them for six months, a year, two, even three years now. And uh, especially with, with what's been going on in our, our worlds around us for the last few years, uh, you may be finally ready to pick up some some speed and effort into a project that you planned on doing three, four years ago on your home. Um, that all could still be there and, 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 and waiting for you just to kickstart it once again. I would always tell you to, to find out who you are talking to, uh, the person that is in front of you and presenting this product or whatever. Find out who they are, what their role is, in the company because that could be affecting some of the information you're getting. Uh, hopefully they're not just a, a, a placeholder while uh, somebody else is there and they're not going to be able to answer questions or something, but find out if you, are you talking to a salesperson? Are you talking to maybe one of the owners of the company? Uh, are you talking to an installer uh, or is it maybe just like one of the delivery drivers or something? Uh, they all have a, certain perspective to lend to things, but it could also affect the type of information that you're going to be getting back from them. And you may not be able to get some questions answered and that could be why. So then you can say, well, if you don't know this, who would I contact here with this company uh, to ask that question? And maybe they'll get them on the phone right then, or uh, at least give you a, give you contact info that you, you can get those, those questions answered. Also, and one of the real hard things that nobody wants to talk about, you know, at first take with people, especially in situations like this, but think ahead about a realistic budget for what you want to do. And that's not only a financial budget, but also a time budget. 
if this is a project that you want to get done in May of 2022, and you're going to be talking to somebody at a home show about it in January or February of 22, you need to be very clear that this is what you're expecting to be done. And at that point, say, are you going to be able to do this if we move forward and do, you know, figure everything out? Are you able to deliver this project and have it done by the end of May? And ask them for that commitment right there. If they say, no, there's no way, we wouldn't even be able to start this until August. Okay, then move on. You 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 don't need to continue to pursue that with with your time or theirs. And I think I think we're being more uh, honest with each other about that on that on that time thing. Also, the budget side of it. You can ask them, you know, in, is, is there any way that we can do this kitchen like I've described it to you for $15,000? And if they say, wow, that's, that, all that's going to cover is just the cabinets, uh, let alone putting them in and putting countertops on them and new sinks and backsplashes and all that. So, so do have that conversation about budgets. That doesn't mean that that's instantly what they're going to quote you or they're going to try to spend, you know, 8% more than whatever you say. But uh, it does help narrow things down so that either you or them, uh, they are not disappointed when the project does continue. So think about that budget. Think about where the money's going to come from. Do you just have it sitting in savings or are you going to have to finance part of this? Uh, just, just be honest with them about that because you expect that out of them and they're going to be asking you that also. So just get it right out of the way. Here's, here's what we want to do. We'll chat some more about this when we come back with more of the Home Fix Show here on News Talk KBOI. I'm Joe Prin. Thanks for joining us on the Home Fix Show. The Home Fix Show with Joe Prin will be right back on News Talk KBOI. I talk about how equipment and components in our homes can get stressed to the point of failure because we forgot to do one simple thing. One of those items is maintaining our dryers. Ah, the clothes dryer, just sitting there till laundry day waiting. Then boom, we run at full speed until it doesn't. Clogged dryer vents are not only a potential fire hazard, but the lint buildup in the vents makes your dryer work harder and can lead to expensive parts and repairs. The dryer vent wizard cleans dryer vents. They come to your house. They clean the vent from beginning to end, fix broken or damaged hoses and clamps, and they even go inside the dryer and clean out in there. Clean dryer, happy dryer. Laundry day is a success once again. Call Mike at Dryer Vent Wizard. Here's a special Home Fix listener phone number, 208. 208- 340-1070. That's 208-340-1070 for Dryer Vent Wizard. Or schedule online at idadryerguy.com. Here we are, ringing in a new year. What are you hoping this year brings? Good health, good fortune, time with friends and family? Our hopes and dreams are all different, but I can pretty much guarantee that none of us is hoping the new year brings frozen pipes or a busted water heater. But guess what? Life happens, and you're probably going to need a plumber sometime this year. When you do, make that call to Master Plumbing. At Master Plumbing, we understand you have better things to do with your time and money than worry about plumbing. But that's what we do best. So leave the worry to us. And Master Plumbing is the only plumbing shop in town where you will find a lifetime warranty on any new water heater that we install. And financing options are always available. How's that for worry-free? Visit callmasternow.com or call 208-888-9191. 
call the masters Call a master plumbing The masters of the trade Who doesn't want to be a bit more organized? Now don't get too far ahead of me. I'm talking about in your garage. What a unique space we have there. Sporting goods, gardening supplies, kids toys, bicycles, tools, and perhaps even a car or two. You want it to be as efficient as possible, but you also may need to change it later as your needs change. Storage Evolution has the solutions to getting organized that you've been looking for. Their designs allow for a better use of space for storage of small items to big things like that extra set of snow tires. And quality? Storage Evolutions is so confident that their shelving can take whatever your garage throws at it that they back it with a lifetime warranty. Don't forget your pantry, closet, mudroom, or laundry room because Storage Evolution is an organized living dealer and can help there too. Call Storage Evolution at 208-515-3575 or visit garagesolutionsboise.com. Here's a reminder to get a second opinion. If you have been told that you need a new furnace for any reason, please get a second opinion from Heating Equipment Company, a sponsor of the Home Fix Show. All too often, the panic of not having a furnace takes over the rational decision-making of finding out exactly what is going on. Many times, the professional technicians at Heating Equipment Company can repair your furnace, no matter the brand, for much less than a new furnace. Now, don't get me wrong. There are times a new furnace is necessary. And if that's the case for you, trust Heating Equipment Company, a Lennox premier dealer, to present you with several choices of award-winning Lennox products so you can get what is right for you. Don't settle for anything less than a fully informed decision. Call Heating Equipment Company today at 208-459-2212 or visit them online at heatingequipmentcompany.com. Again, 208-459-2212 or online at heatingequipmentcompany.com. This is Home Fix with Joe Prin. If you'd like to talk to Joe, call now, 336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. Now back to Home Fix on News Talk KBOI. A couple more thoughts on going to these home shows uh, that may or may not be taking place this winter and spring seasons, but... Like I was saying, be honest with with people, and that also includes where you are in this process. If you're just starting out and you're open for certain inputs and opinions from these different people, just just tell them that. Say, I'm I'm just trying to get some ideas and figure all this out. I don't have all the answers, but uh, that's why I'm talking to you. But also, I don't think if you were, you you don't need to tell these these people that you're out there getting you know, 15 different bids on, on getting that uh, fence built or that deck built or something. Uh, in as a contractor, when I used to hear that, uh, somebody would say, well, I'm getting three bids on this thing. So I'd like to get one from you too. And first thing that I always thought of is, you know, well, already I've only got a one in three chance of, of getting this job. And, uh, that's, that's not a, confidence thing it's it's just a fact and i wonder well are you just gonna keep trying to get bids until you get something that you like the look of or the or the the price of anyway it just it raises some questions so you don't need to bring that up you don't need to tell them who else you're talking to well i was just down the aisle over there and i was talking to your competitor there at this place and uh you don't need to tell them that and uh that that 
doesn't help the productivity of your 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 conversation at all. So just zip it on that one there. Um, if you're going to take per- pictures in their display, it's a it's a courtesy to ask if you can do that. Um, most people will not say no, but they uh, they do like to be asked that. You just don't uh, assume that, and so let them. Uh, they may have some stuff there that that they feel is proprietary or that, but it's uh, not that they're not showing it off. But you you should just always ask ask to take any any photos of products or literature or something like that. Just ask if you can do that. It's just a nice courtesy thing. Also, be sure to pick up business cards or take photos of business cards. That way, you don't lose them between you know that that booth and the restroom or the concession stand or something. Just uh, snap a photo of that that card if you can and file it away. But uh, maybe you do keep the card and on the back of it, if they haven't printed stuff on the back of their card too, you could write down any commitments that were made to you or special phone numbers or email addresses that aren't printed on the card or something. But it's always a good idea to get names of whoever promises you what, like if they say, you know, I'm going to work up a a bid on this, or I'm going to call you and schedule an appointment before next Tuesday and get their name as, as a minimum and and follow up with them later and, and give them a chance. Say, hey, you said you'd get a hold of me on Tuesday. It's now Wednesday. I hadn't heard from you. Uh, did you forget about me or something? Um, also ask these opin- people for their opinions and recommendations, maybe on parts of your project that goes beyond what they are they are doing themselves and and tell them, say, look, you you're, you're doing these type of these projects or room additions or floor refinishing or whatever it is, you do this all the time. What do you see out there that, that people are doing where they're making uh, a mistake or they're forgetting about something or they're doing something out of sequence? What do you see? And uh, maybe they'll tell you some things like, you know, every time we get there, uh, people have forgotten to have their, their trim carpenter take off all the baseboards or, and we end up doing it and having to charge for it or, uh, people don't think about the the noise that this is going to make or uh, where we're going to park our truck on the street or anything like that. So just ask them if they have any other input beyond what you have specifically asked about. But then also uh, be prepared to schedule any appointments with these people right there and then because some of them may want to do that. Now with the, you know, we've got, we've got calendars and schedules and day timers and all that just right there in our back pocket again, just like our, our cameras. And, uh, you, you, you may be able to do that right there instead of saying, well, I'll have to get back to you on this or that. Just go ahead and set it up. Just be prepared to, to do that right then and there. So know your own schedule and what windows of time that you might have where these people could, could mesh with you. And, and realize that these appointments are probably going to be made during business hours, Monday through Friday, and that's it. No contractor likes coming out there at six or seven o'clock at night. You've worked all day. You're tired. You're done. There's no time constraints on your end where this person is still working. They still want to get home to have dinner, maybe be with their families and that. And it's just hard doing evening and weekend appointments. So if, if you remember the traditional business hours of doing business, uh, let's try to do that business during that time. Um, and, and even, even your attention span might not be there. You're having a bad day at work and, ah, oh, for Pete's sakes, the guys are coming over to measure for all the new carpeting tonight or something. And 
um, it, it does affect you. So uh, if it's important to you, take a day off and, and schedule all these people. You may have six of them there all on one day, but that that's okay. But just uh, if, it, if it's an important enough project for you to to get things done and then it's important enough to set aside some time that that you can do this. You may even have to have uh, your own business cards or something so that you don't have to constantly tell people what your email address is or your cell phone number or how to spell your name or something like that. So uh, just make sure that uh, you have that available. Maybe just print up some little pieces of paper or something. They say, so so what's your name and how do I get all here? Hand them this there. That's everything you need to know about me. That's the house address, my email, my phone number, how to spell my name, my, you know, my spouse's name, everything. Uh, it's all there. Uh, last thing that I have on that, if you're going to get uh, really into gathering all this information, are there any distractions that you can leave behind? Do you need to bring your little dog into the trade show with you? Maybe you don't do that because it could become a distraction to what you hear or see. Uh, allow plenty of time. Maybe you even need to find a uh, babysitter for the kids or ask somebody to watch them so that you can go there where it's not, you know, not now. We'll go get French fries later. You know, no, let me think about this. I'm talking to this. Not now. Quit, quit poking your sister, you know, that kind of thing. So um, try to try to eliminate as many distractions and take your spouse spouse with you. You've got to agree on what you're looking for. And, and if you're always saying, you know, my wife or my husband says this, then the person knows uh, that, that maybe you haven't come to an agreement on this and they're going to be stepping in the middle of something that they don't want to do. So uh, if you can, if there's two parties involved, have them both there. If there's just yourself, fine, uh, that's it. But uh, be, be, be assertive and ready to uh, carry on your conversations at the home shows. All right, we'll be back after the news with more Home Fix. Paint can have a big impact on how your home looks and, of course, how it feels every time you walk in the door. Crisp, clean lines and the right colors in the right place. All of this is the sign of a great, well-planned paint job. When you need a professional painter, call the painting pro. For decades, Brian and his team of professional painters have been serving the Treasure Valley with the finest in painting materials and the best in detail and application. If you need help choosing new colors, consultation services are part of what the Painting Pro does because they want you to be very excited about the new look of your home. Call 208-378-4825 to schedule an appointment now for your quote. No painting project is too big or too small for the Painting Pro. 208-378-4825 or visit paintingpro.net to learn more about the best paint job you and your home could hope to have. 208-378-4825. 4825 or paintingpro.net. Making the decision to sell your home or buy a new one is very big. And when you choose your realtor, you want to know you're with a team that will be committed and with you for the complete process. Matt Bauscher has been voted the number one real estate agent in the Boise area and is the founding partner at Amherst Madison. For you, that means an incredible team of professionals that will help you reach your goal, respect your time, your family, and your desires. Look at current listings or read what Matt's clients have to say at BauscherRealEstate.com. In accordance with fair housing laws, Matt Bauscher provides equal professional service without regard to race, color, religion, sex, handicap, familial status, national origin, favorite basketball team, or sexual orientation of any prospective client, 
customer, or the residents of any community. Reach Matt at voucherrealestate.com. This is a podcast of The Home Fix Show with Joe Prince. Good morning and welcome to The Home Fix Show. Now on both 670 AM and 93.1 FM. Thank you for being with us here. Uh, if you're new this week, thank you for finding us and listening to the program and perhaps even participating as we move through today and the topics that I've prepared. Uh, we do encourage you to call in with your questions on the tools, the contractors, suppliers, uh, you know, all the things that go into uh, working on the projects around our house, the sequencing, the materials, should we do this, should we do that? I've asked for opinions and I've gotten them. Which is the which is the right one? How much do things cost? Who do I call for help? That's all the type of things that we try to answer here on Home Fix. So let's talk. I'm Joe Prin. This is Home Fix. And the number to reach us this morning, 208-336-3700. 1-800-529-KBOI, if that works for you also, 208-336-3700. You punch that in and we talk. In the previous uh, portion of the show, a caller uh, asked if we could give the information for the Air Filter Superstore again, um, and I will be happy to do that. It is uh, the address of the Air Filter Superstore is 3825 East Lanark, that's L-A-N-A-R-K, Lanark Street in Meridian, roughly around that intersection of Eagle Road and Franklin. Uh, just uh, They're just down the hill a little bit as you come down off Franklin from uh, DeMeyer Furniture there. Uh, airfiltersidaho.com, that is their website, very informative there, and you'll see all of the capabilities and what they offer, airfiltersidaho.com or you can phone call them or text them at 208-672-1323. So 208-672-1323. Yeah, that's your source for getting your furnace filters. And Cody from the Air Filter Superstore will be on the show with us January 15th. So what is that? That's uh, eight. Oh, that's next week. Yeah, okay. All right, got it. Uh, wow, the year is going by so fast already. Okay. Uh, yeah, welcome to the show this morning, and thanks for being with us. I posted a photograph on Facebook this week um, of my dad's 1956 uh, 8-inch DeWalt radial arm saw, and I was questioning the relevance of this tool anymore? Uh, is it is it a, a dinosaur? Is it uh, are they? Some say that these things are dangerous to use. Others say that radial arm saws have been replaced by better, more versatile tools that have more capability and portability, and they're safer. And I was asking what what did what did you think? Uh, people that saw this post on Facebook. What did you think? And um, if you do have a radial arm saw, do you actually use it? That's the thing. I've got, you know, I've got this one that I, I, I 
my my dad gave to me. Well, I didn't give it after he passed away. I, I received his his radial arm saw, but I remember the projects that that he built. I mean, he remodeled our house. He built a garage. He built furniture. All kinds of stuff. And all he had was a seven and a quarter inch skill saw and uh, the, the the radial arm saw. I think the only other power tools that he that he really had in his shop and any time was a finish sander and an electric drill and a saber saw. You know, some people call them a jigsaw, saber saw. And um, I remember, I, I, I distinctly remember when he brought home from Sears a new router, and that was uh, that was a big deal bringing that new tool into his shop but that radial arm saw was was it it was it was it was everything for him i mean he cut everything on that uh, that radial arm saw and uh so i asked the question you know on on i talked to dr google there i said you know are radial arm saws still being made and an article popped up from fine home building magazine that i thought was kind of interesting and it, the the question that was proposed or proposed to them was is there an American-made power tool that has fallen on harder times than the radial arm saw? And, and they're, they're saying that, you know, once the centerpiece of many thousands of home workshops, the radial arm saw has seen its influence steadily shrink as ever more capable table saws and compound miter saws have taken over this market. But there is a single... U.S. company still making radial arm saws. It's called the Original Saw Company, or just the, and then the name is Original Saw Company, of Britt, Iowa. Britt, Iowa. So, uh, Brian Holmes, there's uh, something else made in Idaho there. Um, And somehow the radial arm saw survives, if only for... (laughs) a very specialized and loyal following that still admires its versatility, its small footprint, and its capacity for hard work. So here's the story behind this thing. The radial arm saw was the invention of Raymond Elmer DeWalt, who founded his company in Leola, Pennsylvania, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, in 1924 and patented what would be sold as the Wonder Worker radial arm saw in 1925. Then, as they are still now today, the motor and attached saw blade were mounted on a carriage that rode back and forth on a heavy beam over the top of a fixed table. The beam pivots to make angle cuts and the head rotates to allow for bevel cutting, giving the saw the capability of making compound miters. Additionally, the blade can be swung 90 degrees on the carriage to allow the operator to rip stock lengthwise. So that's like shoving a one by six through there and trying to make two boards that are two and a, you know, three quarters wide or whatever. Uh, Even relatively small radial arm saws may have a crosscut capacity of up to 24 inches. And unlike a table saw, they can be pushed up against the wall to save room in a small shop. And I think that's where their popularity came from. Uh, DeWalt has gone on to produce a very long list of stationary and handheld power tools, both corded and battery operated in its familiar black and yellow color scheme, but radial arm saws are not part of the current offering. What Other than what's available on the used 
tool market. The most familiar names stamped on radial arm saws in the past were Black & Decker, Rockwell, Sears, Craftsman. Uh, all of those are history. They're all, they're all gone. But there is still a loyal following, and this design does live on with, like I said, the original saw company. Um, this, this is kind of neat what they do here, too. The company bought rights to the design. They bought everything but the DeWalt name from Lancaster Machinery, who I guess owned that, and uh, opened up their shop in 1990. It produces, or proudly produces and carries on the legacy, which is now over a century old. Even though the company's base model starts at, get this, $4,800, sales are on the rise, says Mike Stevens, an 11-year veteran of the company who now runs their service desk. Uh, quote from Mike, the word is getting out in the industry that all of our tools are hand-built, Stevens said in a telephone interview to Fine Home Building Magazine. They're as American-made as we can make them. We don't like to put anything foreign on that saw if we can help it. Uh, many co components come from local machine shops. The original saw uh, company has two employees whose job is to add the copper windings to the motor cores by hand. Rotors are die-cast in-house. Uh, according to Stevens, Home Depot puts original saw radial arm saws into its stores. Not for sale, but for employees to cut lumber for customers. So now I got to go run into the, uh, the, the Home Depot store around here and go back there to the lumber department and look at those saws and see if it truly is one from the original saw company. That's, that's, cause that's where you see these things still. And it's because of the, the space that they take up back there. Um, the retail chain's big competitor, Lowe's, is doing the same thing. Um, Wow, that's going to keep those guys going at 4800 bucks a saw, isn't it, with all those stores? You're unlikely to see a radial arm saw on one of the Saturday morning DIY shows or on the radio, uh, Stephen says, but cabinet shops continue to love the 12-inch uh, model that they have called the uh, 3512. It comes with a 12-inch blade and a three-horsepower motor. My God, that's a big saw. And, uh, and has a 24-inch cross-cut capacity, perfect for a shop that frequently cuts kitchen countertops and other wide materials. Uh, in quotes, old-timers are especially devoted to the radial arm saw because they grew up with them, he says. Uh, men that are really into their woodworking, and you probably should, women too, once they have had a 3512, they'd almost get rid of anything before they'd get rid of that saw, Stephen says. Uh, two models from Italy are also being made still. Uh, businesses at the two U.S. distributors of Italian-made radial arm saws. I don't know why Italy, but uh, it's apparently brisk enough to keep them in stock, even as the industry shifts to saws that are viewed as easier or safer to use. Uh, these companies, uh, Mag Maggie, Mag Mag Magi, M-A-G-G-I, uh, that's one of the companies uh, distributed by J&G Machinery in Sanford, North Carolina. The other one is OMGA, O-M-G-A, uh, distributed uh, by its U.S. subsidiary located in South Bend, Indiana. Uh, those saws there are in, in about the same price range. Uh, the first one was $47.90 and the, uh, the second one was $4,200. So 
it 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 may seem like the saw is is gone out of the uh, the workplace and the marketplace, but it's not quite dead yet. He says uh, it sells itself. It's fun, so fun to sell something that's so well made as our tool is. I keep I tell customers keep it clean and wire it correctly. And uh, unfortunately, I'll probably never hear from you again because uh, it, it won't it won't ever ever need work. So. I started looking for some comments, and we'll uh, we'll hit some of these after the break. Some of these are from you, people that have sent these comments in about what they think of a uh, radial arm saw and uh, if they use it, or uh, have they just deemed it as as too dangerous? Have they seen the accidents that people have had? And it's and it's not like these accidents don't happen with other power tools, but uh, radial arm ones seem to get people's attention. Uh, I'll read you some of those comments when we come back with more of the Home Fix Show after this. So you got a project you're working on? You got something you want to ask me or get something cleared up or a question about uh, maybe a spring remodeling project you're thinking about? Uh, get your calls in right now, 208-336-3700. Back after this. The Home Fix Show with Joe Brin. We'll be right back. On News Talk KBOI. Window coverings can change not only how a room feels, but also how it performs. Properly chosen coverings can keep rooms cooler in the summer and warmer in the winter, all while delivering the style and personality you want in your home. So how about this? How about an exclusive, no questions asked warranty, which covers anything that could happen to the window coverings, including damage from children and pets? Call today to set up an appointment with Budget Blinds. Yes, budget blinds. Quality does come with benefits. Call 208-375-1212 and Budget Blinds will bring their showroom to you. Or visit budgetblinds.com slash Boise to schedule online. But here is the end result. You get quality window coverings at a great price with incredible service. And did I mention it? Full installation is included as part of the service. 208-375-1212 for Budget Blinds, or visit budgetblinds.com slash Boise. The convenience and cleaning power of a central vacuum system is able to be added into existing homes. Coltrane Central Vac specializes in providing you with a quality, neat, and well-placed central vac system in your home. Most installations can be done in one day. Imagine adding a retractable hose that stores out of sight, but yet within easy reach anytime you need it. No more lugging heavy vacuum cleaners up and down stairs. With Coltrane Central Vac Systems, just take the lightweight cleaning tools you need with you. The power and the hoses are built into your house. Check out ColtraneVac.com to see their products in action, current specials, or to quickly order replacement bags, filters, or accessories. You know that a clean home is a healthy home, and Central Vacs have five times more power than portable vacuums. So change the way you clean. Start with a visit to Coltrane Central Vac, 208-895-8900. Open Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Coltrane Central Vac, 208-895-8900. The Hefner Group at Guild Mortgage, your local home lender, can help you with every aspect of mortgage lending. Whether you're buying or refinancing or even building a home, the Hefner Group at Guild Mortgage is here for you. Many people are just now realizing how much equity they have in their homes and looking for ways that they can remodel, add on, or just update their existing home. If you're looking for ways to finance a project like this, start with a conversation with Terry Hefner at Guild Mortgage. He can help you analyze the complete situation and choose an option that best fits you and your goals. 
Don't get stressed out or confused. Relax and let Terry Hefner and his team of professionals help you with your financing. Call 208-599-8500 or visit terryhefner.com. Terry Hefner is NMLS 95796. The company is NMLS 3274. Guild Mortgage is an equal housing lender. 208-599-8500. No matter your woodworking ability, Woodcraft of Boise is your store. Everything you can imagine in tools, hardware, supplies, and accessories is here for you. If you are building or upgrading your shop, Woodcraft has all the fasteners, tracks, hold downs, drawer slides, racks, carts, and shelving hardware you will need to get set up. For handcrafted gifts, you will find carving and turning kits for clocks, pens, coffee scoops, steak knives, coffee mugs, and water bottles. Cabinet builders will be right at home with all the drawer and door building bits and blades, as well as guides and jigs to up your game to pro status. Be sure to check out the weekly store demonstrations, as well as classes that you can sign up for and participate in at woodcraft.com slash stores slash Boise. And the best thing you will find at Woodcraft? The people working there are woodworkers just like you. Ask your questions. Let them help you. Hey, it's in their motto, Woodcraft helping you make wood work. 7005 West Overland Road, Boise. For your Google Play, simply say, Hey Google, play 670 KBOI. Now back to Joe Prin. This is the Home Fix Show on News Talk KBOI. Or just say play KBOI because we are also now simulcasting on 93.1 FM. Those of you joining us on the FM dial, thank you for being with us, uh, the show's been around a while. I hope you have too. You're just finding that that better suits your your listening pleasure or your device so you can hear us a little bit better. Thanks for being there with us. We do offer podcasts of this show, uh, archived recordings of, of the program that you can go back and listen to at any time. You can click on a link and share that with somebody if you want them to hear something that you heard in a program. Just go to kboi.com. Click on the podcast menu and you'll see some choices drop down there. Select the Home Fix Show and then look for the subject or the date of the uh, program that you either want to hear again or maybe for the first time or to share with somebody else. And all of that archiving service, the podcast is provided to you absolutely free of charge by uh, our friends at Heating Equipment Company, your Linux premier dealer. They they sponsor that uh, as well as the show here. So thanks, guys, for doing that also. Um, getting back to our radial arm saws, I was describing to Tara what this this saw actually looks like because some people say, I, I don't know what you, you mean. I don't know that I've ever seen one of these, and you probably have. So if you picture a rectangular table in front of you at you know a nice work height, then at the, the long side is what's running in front of you. And... Um, on the back side of that table in the middle, if you picture a tubular steel, uh, that's not right, but it's around, like, looks like a piece of pipe sticking up, you know, a foot and a half or so. And on top of that is this box beam or this, this track assembly that uh, is coming straight out towards you, hanging from a machined and high quality, essentially like a roller skate almost, is a motor that hangs from that uh, that upper carriage beam, and to that a handle is attached to that motor and the saw blade on the end of the motor shaft so that when you pull that motor towards you, the blade cuts through the wood that's sitting on your your work table there. Obviously, there's a shield around it and all that. 
but you can also take and disengage from that carriage assembly, this motor that you're pulling out, and you can rotate that motor to uh, a particular angle, or if you're tilted, if you're doing compound miters, you can run it 90 degrees and you can actually rip boards down or you can plow them. Uh, when it's back in its normal position, you can put a dado head on the the blade and cut dados where you can actually see the, the dado being cut, where with a table saw, you got to flip your wood upside down and just hope that you hit the right spot with it, I guess. Um, so there, there are a lot of advantages to it. The safety, scary disadvantage that you always hear about is with a radial arm saw, the blade is rotating towards you. It is coming at you. And if you pull it into the wood too hard, if it's an inexpensive saw, if it's not quality, if it's not adjusted right, if things aren't stable, you could pull that blade up on top of the wood. You'd have to bend and bend and distort the carriage, but it can happen. And that blade will come at you. It'll come forward at you. And if your hand was in the way, the blade goes right through your hand. Uh, And those are the things that people hear about. And it's not like that stuff doesn't happen with chop saws and table saws and all that. But uh, it seems like the radial arm injury is uh, is usually a severe one. So that that's where it's kind of people are saying, well, these other tools are much safer. So what what did you have to say about this? I posted a picture of of uh, my dad's radial arm on on Facebook, and and I just asked that question. So I said, do you own one of these? Do you use it? Are they obsolete? Are they dangerous? Uh, what do you think? Um, so Nicholas says I had to leave one behind in my father's old workshop. And I still regret that. Uh, Michael says, I use a compound sliding miter saw, which does basically the same function as a radial arm saw and is much more portable. Uh, Al says, uh, you know, I had one and used the heck out of it, but it's, but it's gone. Can you still buy it? And uh, yeah, you just heard me talk about that, that they're still out there as long as you want to spend close to $5,000 on one. Um, Jeffrey says, yes, uh, very rarely I go, uh, very rarely go with the, or yes, he has one, but he uses it very rarely because he goes with the miter saw 99% of the time. That's the way mine has been. I used it a couple times as just kind of a novelty. And now it's just a, it's kind of turned into just a flat spot to pile things, unfortunately. And I got to decide whether I want to get more acquainted with this tool and learn some of its, uh, specific benefit capabilities, or do I need to pass mine on to somebody? Uh, Brian says, I have, I had two now. I think, I think I have two now, uh, both Sears Craftsman's. Oh, I, my first one I got rid of because of, I didn't have the space for it. Uh, practical. Yes. Safe. It's yes. Uh, yes. To, to most all saws can cut your arm or your fingers off. If you let it, uh, I like the many uses, cross cut, uh, rip, angle, many uses for many different materials. Um, Jeffrey says, I had two craftsmen's as well. Uh, Brian, uh, or Bud says, Brian got most of this right, but I don't recommend ripping on those old radial arm saws for safety hazards as they can easily kick back. Uh, since I used to make things as a living as a cabinet maker doing work for a uh, big uh, store fixture companies, I used one. Nowadays, I'm just doing my own small workshop, and I hardly use my radial arm saw. Uh, Dan says, I still have one I bought in the early 90s, a Craftsman model. I use it to rip often. It has anti-kickback. As long as you set it up properly, there's no problem. 
uh, with guards in place, it's very useful, especially if you're ripping at an angle. I have it on a wheeled base so I can move it out of the way when it's not in use. I think that's the absolute key is that um, the, the respect for the tool itself, using it as it's designed, not exceeding its capabilities, and things can be very safe. There's people that are going to comment, I'm sure, here. I'm going to hear about this after the show and stuff that, uh, you know, I've, I've used a radial arm saw for 50 years or something and never had a problem, and uh, that, that's very true. Um, here Rand says they take up a lot of space and for most things have been replaced by the sliding compound miter, uh, compound miter. I agree with others on this point. Uh, John, I use mine quite often. It's versatile tool. If you know how to use one, uh, that's very true. Uh, Heath says mine sat for over 10 years. I could hardly give it away on marketplace, marketplace and Craigslist. It was a craftsman 10 inch with a bunch of new parts dust collection attachments, new blades, and et cetera. Yeah, when I see these things for sale at yard sales and that, I mean, they'll $25, $50, and, and nobody wants them. I don't think they understand what the capabilities are or their particular needs just, just don't have that requirement. And, and space is a problem for some of these, uh, these more stationary types of tools. Um, Richard says, they, of course, are older but in your basement shop, you would continue to use this. Uh, longer cuts, then you can miter, you can bevel, and you can rip and do dados as well. Uh, more for machining wood than cutting it. I thought that was an interesting thing. Uh, Casey, uh, answering to the questions, uh, yes, no, yes, and probably. So he's saying that, uh, you know, uh, yes, he owns one. Uh, do you use it? No. Are they obsolete? Probably. And are they dangerous? Yes. Uh, that's from Casey. And I, I know Casey's listening today. He says, I know I should uh, junk my dad's radial arm saw, but, but get what? You know? um, and I said, well, people are saying these slide miter saws, the compound slide miter saws are the, the way to go now. Um, and I do know the, well, okay, and, and Pietro, uh, uh, he said the Fest tool sliding miter saw is an absolute work of art. Yes, it is. I've seen that at, at Woodcraft. What an incredible tool that is. And uh, what's different there is in the sliding miter saw, you've got the wide board that you want to uh, cross cut in half like that. This one, you bring the slide out, you plunge down into the wood, and then you push the blade uh, back away from you, or you can plunge down and pull it towards you also, very much like the uh, the radial arm. So, uh, we'll we'll go over just a couple more comments when we come back and a little quick summary on that and maybe throw that tarp back over the radial arm out in the workshop and uh, just uh, tell ourselves that we're going to use it sometime in the next 20 years and maybe don't. Has it just become a looking at tool in a workshop? Is it something you just have there out of nostalgia or some kind of uh, grandpa guilt that you just can't get rid of his saw? Maybe there's a little bit of that, too. What do you think? Call in. Let me know. 208-336-3700. 208-336-3700. I'm Joe Prin. This is Home Fix. The Home Fix Show with Joe Prin will be right back on News Talk KBOI. It is an absolute joy to prepare a gourmet meal on quality, solid-surface kitchen countertops. 
The organization of the fresh ingredients, the spices, kneading the bread, and... (laughs) Okay, maybe it's just a peanut butter and jelly sandwich for the kids after school. But it is true. Great countertops do make it a lot more fun to be in the kitchen. When it's time for new countertops, Cutting Edge Kitchens would like to help you get them. Their experienced staff will help you choose the material that best fits your lifestyle. And their fabrication and craftsmanship is the best available. And they do all of their own installation, so you know everything will fit right. Cutting Edge Kitchens is local, and who you should trust with your countertops. Oh, and yes, they do bathroom countertops and large format tile too. Call Cutting Edge Kitchens at 208-344-3404. That's 208-344-3404. 208-344-3404 for Cutting Edge Kitchens. I have always appreciated the proper insurance coverage when I needed it. And I'm sure you have too, but now I think many of us have lost touch with our insurance and view it more as a formality. Brett Murphy with Boise River Insurance is local and independent, so he can work hard to find you what fits your needs the best. Homes have gone up significantly in value, and for some, at a rate that may have exceeded their coverage. Do you know for sure if you are covered? Do you even know who your agent is? If it's time for a face-to-face sit-down review, Brett Murphy is that kind of an agent. He will meet with you and answer all your questions. If you are new to this area and need to select your homeowner's coverage, talk to Brett and have him find you the best possible coverage and cost. Brett is available to talk to you regardless of who you get your insurance from. 208-949-2222 or email to brett at boiseriverinsurance.com. It is possible to build a great-looking home in Idaho that is also extremely energy efficient. That makes for a home that costs less to live in now and long into the future. For example, Renewable Energy Northwest built a large home last year with Northern Construction that has solar thermal radiant floor heat and cooling and solar PV panels. The Idaho Power Bill is now $5.20 per month. You heard right, $5.20 per month. Because the heating and cooling for this home is so efficient, along with the hot water, the solar PV needed was half the amount this 4,500-square-foot home would normally have taken. Renewable Energy Northwest installs four different types of radiant heating and cooling on slab, under subfloor, on top of subfloor, and warm board applications. To find out more, please call Renewable Energy Northwest for a free assessment. 208-577-6537 or go online to renewableenergynwllc.com. You don't need camo or a tent, but the season has started. It's woodworking season. That time of year where people head to the shop to get those winter projects started and finish the summer ones. And what would the start of woodworking season be without a high desert hardwood? You get to pick your project. Why not pick every board you bring home? High Desert Hardwood lets you select through the offerings of a huge list of quality hardwoods that will have your project looking good and lasting a very, very long time. Cutting boards and cabinets, furniture and shelving, toys and carvings, turnings and burnings, all with top quality wood from High Desert Hardwood. Take a look at HighDesertHardwood.com to review the current stock list. Open Monday through Saturday at 1758 East State Street on the east end of Eagle or call 208-939-9366. That's 208-939-9366 for High Desert Hardwood. 
This is Home Fix with Joe Prin. If you'd like to talk to Joe, call now, 336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. Now back to Home Fix on News Talk KBOI. There's a really nice and fun family restaurant in downtown Eagle called Wild West Eatery and Cantina, and they provide our breakfast to Tara and myself each and every Saturday morning. Uh, this morning I had their Cubano, Cubano sandwich, along with a salad and a vinaigrette dressing. A great way to start the morning, just wonderful sandwich, uh, grilled uh, on like panini bread style with all the peppers and pickles and the meats inside there and the sauce, uh, just cheese, wonderful, wonderful sandwich. And uh, if you'd like to experience that, you can go in there right now. You can have that Cubano sandwich for breakfast too, just like I did. And Great uh, menu of some very creative and fun foods there at Wild West. They're downtown Eagle, 83 State Street, if you want to punch that in and let your car take you right to that, 83 State Street. And on Friday and Saturday nights, they flip the restaurant over and it becomes Mama Italia. And they have home-style or home-cooked family-style Italian dining there. But you better make a reservation for that one. It's a Quite the popular place on Friday and Saturday nights at uh, at Wild West there. 208-336-3700 is how you reach us. A couple more comments, and then we'll go to the phones here. Uh, Ron says, we're talking about radial arm saws. Uh, Ron says, I have one and used it primarily on larger stock, 12-inch width, that I can't get with my powered miter saw. Uh, I feel it's pretty safe. Uh, just always need to respect the tool no matter what it is. Yes, I can see if you were building like closet shelving with one of these uh, very intricate shelvings with verticals and all the little short shelves and all that, and you need to cut that uh, 12 inch or, or 16 inch shelving, uh, radial arm saw would give you absolutely beautiful, perfect cuts that you may not be able to cross cut with a circular saw quite as well. Uh, let's go to Al and talk to our friend Al about saws. Good morning, Al. Hey, you hit an artery today, Joel. I am from Brooklyn, <laughs> oh, Iowa. <laughs> don't say that when you talk about radial arms. There's enough blood on the tables of some of those. <laughs> I, I, I'm from Brit, Iowa, and I knew that. I know that family real well. In fact, we just talked to Lori. She owns it. Really? This week, yeah, yeah. Good friends. Well, and tell I, him I talked to him about him on the show here, and uh, I, I'd love I'm to hear from to. him sometime. Yeah, I'm going to. In fact, I I was wondering if you had a tape or something that I could send to this little section of it. No, you can tell Lori just to go to kboi.com okay. and click on our podcast menu, okay. and drop down to the Home Fix show, and then uh, here at about uh, eleven o'clock local time. Uh, Tara will have that loaded up, and she can just uh, fast forward to the 8 o'clock hour and listen to us talk about her. I will do that. Bob, Lori's husband, was a good friend of mine. He was mayor of Brit for several years, and he started that saw shop. Susie, my wife's brother, worked for him, and it's a nice, clean, beautiful place, beautiful family. Well, it sounds like they're building a, a quality product and fulfilling a real a real niche there. I found it real interesting that they're supplying uh, Home Depot and Lowe's with saws for their stores. You know, she told me that a while back. I was talking to her because I said, you know, what What all kinds of saw do you build, Lori? Because I didn't think about radial arm. I've had, I had one for years. Joel used it all the time. Never yeah. had any right. problems with it. But yeah. Well, yeah. and I, I can see that in that store environment because they sell a lot of things like that particle board shelving and super stepping and uh, you know, wide, 
wide boards to be used in closets and countertops and all that. And when you get those longer lengths, there's always those customers that come in and say, well, can you cut this down into four foot pieces or something? Well, they don't have any other way to do that. The only saws that you'll find in these retail environments are a panel saw for cutting, you know, four by eight sheet goods. And then you'll find that radial arm saw back there for cutting two by fours or this, or the shelving. And in some cases you may stack up a couple of boards at a time or put eight or 10 two by fours up on edge and just come right through all of them and cut them all at once. Uh, all the the lumber yards used to use them all the time, all the time, all the time. And I think it was because of that depth and that capability and the, the production factor, but also there was a lot of, uh, respect for the tool and awareness of safety and you know only certain people were allowed to use it they were trained on it and all that because we've all heard those horror stories and and it's not like you i was telling tara during the break you know i've been nicked by routers and i've set belt sanders down on my leg and i've drilled holes through my hands and i've sliced my wrist with jigsaws and stuff um, you know, you, you cannot have a safety course on your show. No, I, I believe you. <laughs> you'll never hear me do it. <laughs> I can tell you all the, you see this car here. Okay. That's from my, uh, Makita 2701 D jigsaw. And this is from my, <laughs> yeah, it's a ladder safety show and you could give a saw safety show. We'd have a good program. Oh, don't get it. Don't get me started on that. There was this demo that I did when I worked for BMC West, uh, Makita had just came out with their little portable table saws. And we had one set up in the store there. And part of the demo, I was going to show how to make your own lattice panels. Uh, so I had some really nice uh, CVG redwood. And uh, I think it was some uh, just some six-quarter stuff. And I was going to rip it into these little quarter-inch strips. And I'm doing that. And I'm talking. And uh, it wasn't – the demo hadn't started yet. I was just getting prepped. So I'm running some of these pieces through there. And I didn't pay attention, and I put my thumb right across the top of the uh, the blade. Luckily, I had the blade set properly, only about a quarter of an inch outside the top of the wood. But I uh, I got to see what the inside of my thumb looked like for a few minutes, and <laughs> so it was I good that friend. the st- it was good that the store was only like three blocks away from St. Al's. <laughs> yeah. I was I was uh, a friend of mine was cutting a board one day, and he he put his hand underneath to see if the blade was going through. <sighs> Yeah, there's a, we, we all have those moments of stupidity. I mean, I stuck my hand in the deep fryer at Dairy Queen once too. But uh, So I, I think if we respect these tools, you know, and it's just like Ron said here. He said, I feel it's pretty safe. We just need to respect the tool no matter what it is. And, right. and, and we'll be fine. I mean, yeah, you, you know what it's like to respect tools. And when oh, you yeah. don't, you get hurt. <laughs> yeah. Hey, thanks, Joe. You hit an artery like I say today. Perfect. <laughs> Well, if you if you get a chance to talk to your friend, I I would really like to at least just have a conversation or maybe have him on the show here sometime. And uh, oh, it, it's neat that. talking to family businesses like that. So thanks, Al. One time, one time they called me and wanted me to open kind of a dealership out here with them. Ah, yeah. well, you can be our connection if uh, somebody yeah. wants it. I'll, you you okay. listeners, you let me know and I'll put you in touch with Al. <laughs> All right, Thanks Al. Thank you very much. We'll be back with more Home Fix after this. Gene, stay on the line. You are up next. The Home Fix Show with Joe Prin will be right back on News Talk KBOI. It's amazing to look at the variety of hardwood floors you could have in your house. What, you thought that oak and maple were the only choices? 
There's more of a selection of species, widths, textures, and finishes now than there ever has been. And Integrity Hardwood Floors can help you get it done. Their years of experience has taught them what works and what doesn't. Integrity Hardwood Floors is a bonus certified craftsman with specialty tools and factory knowledge of application techniques and cleaning methods. Known for their complete and total customer satisfaction, Integrity Hardwood Floors can help you select your new floor and install it for you. Schedule a visit virtually or in person with Carl at Integrity Hardwood Floors. Learn what your choices are and which floor will be right for your lifestyle and your budget. Call 208-724-9445. Online at IntegrityHardwoodFloor.com. 208-724-9445. I totally understand. Getting your carpets cleaned is probably not one of the highest priorities you might have right now. But should it be? Your carpets are part of the indoor air quality of your home, and there's been a lot of nasty stuff floating around lately. Zero Res use patented Zero Res water, which does a better job breaking down the dirt and the grime to get carpets cleaner, all while not leaving behind that crunchy, sticky residue like detergent cleansers do. This means your carpets not only get cleaner, but they stay cleaner longer, and they feel great under your bare feet. Zero Res cleans upholstery, tile floors, wood floors, area rugs, and stair runners. Just ask for a quote. For professional scheduling, service, and respect of your home and satisfaction, follow up. Book your next appointment online at ZeroResBoise.com or call 208-383-1000. That's 208-383-1000. If there's ever been a year that your roof has taken a beating, this is it. We've had it all, from below freezing to well over 100 degrees. If that roof is a flat or low-sloping roof, that adds even more stress of piled up dirt and debris. So before the weather changes again, call Precision Single Ply to come inspect your flat or low-sloping roof. Their experienced technicians will look over every square inch for any problem areas that could be a potential leak. And in most cases, they can repair them right on the spot. Precision Single Ply has been taking care of commercial, agricultural, and residential flat and low-sloping roofs for many years and should be your first choice for annual inspections and repairs. Single Ply membrane roofs will last for many carefree years if the system is installed and maintained properly. If you need help with a low-sloping or flat roof, call Precision Single Ply, 208-939-9979, 208-939-9979, that's 208-939-9979. Beautiful tile and stone services need to be maintained, and Permatreat is here to make this easier. It's time to discover what select home builders and informed consumers now know that Permatreat means seal it now and seal it forever. There is a way to avoid all that scrubbing, scraping, and nasty chemicals of trying to keep your grout lines clean, and Permatreat will introduce you to it. 208-895-0000. How's that for a cool phone number? 208-895-0000. Imagine how good your shower could look again, or those kitchen counters. Permatreat starts with a thorough deep cleaning. They can also repair any chipped or missing grout. Then comes the Permatreat sealant, the last sealant you will ever need. Permatreat also seals masonry and stone surfaces, backsplashes, patios, driveways, and sidewalks and tinted or stained concrete. If you want to seal it and keep it stain free and looking good, call Permatreat now to set up your free quote. Do you remember the number? 208-895-0000 for Permatreat. 208-895-0000. 
Email your question and Joe will get you an answer. Joe at JoePrin.com. You're listening to The Home Fix Show with Joe Prin on News Talk KBOI. Thank you for joining us here on The Home Fix Show this morning. If you ever need any of the, uh, the names of the people, the companies, the service providers that uh, you hear advertising on the show, our sponsors or other people that have crossed my path that I think are good upstanding on of it individuals that can uh, help you out with your home projects. I have a resource list at my website, which is joeprin.com, uh, joeprin, P-R-I-N. So just uh, go to joeprin.com in your browser, your bruiser, whatever you call it, and uh, it will take you right to the most current list. Uh, don't don't search it through Google or something because it uh, you may get one that's four years old and not, not current with the information that you really want. So just punch in joeprin.com and it'll take you right to that. Uh, let's go to Jean in Boise. Good morning, Jean. Hi, how are you this morning? I'm doing well. Thanks for calling. Um, I have a question about uh, air vents around the base of my house. Yes. And they're pretty old and pretty bad shape. And I wondered who would I go to to replace those? Yeah, I, I would think a uh, a general purpose handy person like uh, okay. uh, Manny that's on my, my resource list, Manny's Quality Home Repairs. He could handle uh-huh. something like that for you. Um, okay, what, what's the number? I, I don't have that in front of oh. me. Let me bring up my list here. Hang on. Okay. Okay, Manny. Manny is his name, yes. Manny, okay. Uh, let me stand by. Got to load it up here. Let's see. I've got that under H for handyman. Yeah, here we go. Uh, his number is 922. This is a 208 prefix. Uh, 922. Uh-huh. I'm sorry. 992. 992. 7060. Okay. Now, um, do they change in size over the years? Because these are pretty old. And also, do you, do they have to go under the house to install them? Or can they re- from the outside um well the answer could be yes to all of that uh there there are some sizes that have become fairly standard uh that uh, have been commonly used for for quite a while that doesn't mean that that's what you have i've also seen a lot of custom ones in some some older houses that were just mm-hmm. built on site for the for the need in that uh that's what's unknown so he'll probably have to look at that and match it up um, do yours, does yours have the, uh, the flapper door that you can open and close? Well, I think one does. It's a little newer than the others. I've got about five of them. Okay. <clears throat> one does, but, um, I, I don't know how to do that. Sure. My husband's gone. And also how important are they? How important are air vents? Um, they're absolutely critical to the, the, the health of your house and you to a okay. point. Um, okay. Manny will figure out something for you for that. Yes. There okay. may have to be some adaption made or a little bit of cutting and, and fabricating, but they can figure that out. But let, let's, that's a very good question. Let's get to that point about how important they are. Um, I just had this conversation with a gentleman yesterday. The, the vents around the perimeter of home, uh, they do work every day of the year. And in the summertime, they need to be open to allow any trapped humidity from groundwater and sprinkler systems and uh, rainstorms and all that that collects in your crawl space. It needs to breathe. Otherwise, it's going to get moldy and mildewy and stinky down there. 
Um, so the crawl space needs to be dry during the summer. Uh, we also don't want it so moist that it's feeding a lot of, you know, mushroom spores or, or grass and vines and stuff that can be growing down there that uh, rodents or bugs take seeds down there and plant them in the dirt somehow. And Whoa. you don't want all that stuff growing. So uh, the air movement down there is critical during the summer uh, to keep the moisture out and keep things fresh. In the wintertime, we close those vents because most of the homes that have closable vents, it's because of the type of a crawl space that they have. And most likely your crawl space has uh, a six mil black plastic down on the dirt. Mm -hmm. And then hopefully there's either insulation around the perimeter of your uh, foundation or there may even be some in the floor, but we close those vents because if we didn't, there could be too much of that cold air in the mornings because hot air rises, cold air sinks, and your crawl space will actually suck in that outside cold air because it's lower than ground level, and you will freeze pipes and drain oh. lines. Uh, oh, so, I'm, yeah. I'm sure the, the older vents I have, there's no way of opening and closing them. They're just wherever they are all year round. So. Well, and those should be blocked off, actually, in the wintertime. You could take a, um, a piece of heavy cardboard. You could take a little piece of wood. Uh, next time you get a nice piece of uh, styrofoam, you can kind of uh-huh. cut it to fit and just, just tuck oh. it in that little hole. It doesn't have to be airtight. You're just trying to stop that movement of, of most of the air through there. And so you have to do that under the house? Not on no, the no, no, no. You, you do this from outside. Okay. Yeah. Some people will just have a board they'll put there and a little rock, you know, and, and oh, that, that okay. does the job. Okay. Um, that'll help keep the floors under the house a little bit warmer because the heat from your ductwork is actually trying to warm up that crawl space a little bit. That helps oh. keep the winter moisture under control, but it also warms up your floors a little bit. So just by you covering over those, uh, um, those vents on the outside, you may notice the comfort level of the house and the floors it improves. It'll be minute, but, but it'll be there. It, it's worth okay. doing. So the, the rule of thumb always is when you first turn on your furnace, you need to go cover up the vents. And when oh. you first turn on your air conditioner, you need to go open the vents. Oh, that's good. Okay, that's good to remember. Yeah, okay. so so a lot of people put a little note on their thermostat or on the calendar or whatever, you know, open the foundation vents, plug it. It's just one of those things you got to get into the, the rhythm of your house. Okay, well, I thank you for the information. Sure, Jean. I'll go from there. Thank you for that question. I know that helped a lot of other people out. Thank you for asking that. We'll be back after the news with more of the Home Fix Show. You can always send an email to joe at joeprin.com. Joeprin.com is my website where you will find the HomeFix Trusted Resource List of all the valuable sponsors who uh, make the show possible each and every Saturday morning, as well as other craftspeople and trade professionals that I've crossed paths with that I trust working in my home, and perhaps you you will too if you give them a chance. Thanks for being with us here on News Talk KBOI, 670 AM, 93.1 FM. We will be back after the news with more Home Fix. This is a podcast of The Home Fix Show with Joe Prince. And a very good morning to you and welcome to The Home Fix Show. If you're just joining us, thanks for joining into the program today on this Saturday, January 8th, if you are 
continuing with us. Thank you very much. We've been chatting about a few different things today, and we'll continue. Your calls are always welcome about the projects that you're working on. Maybe you have questions you want to ask your contractor, or you've gotten some opinions and want some clarity, or uh, who knows? Maybe you're just trying to find what the next step is or what you should do first. Maybe I can help you out with that a little bit. So we'll never know until you call. Grab your phone, punch in 208 336 3700-208-336-3700, and we can talk about that. In the previous hour, we were talking about radial arm saws a little bit. <laughs> I remember I had a post on, on Facebook a, a while back, and some guy was questioning something about what I said, and he said, aren't you that guy on the radio that just talks about tools? And I thought, you know, we don't often talk about tools <laughs> We're usually talking about the other stuff that you use tools on. It's, it's very rare. And I, I just thought, I'll bet you he's listening today and thinking, yep, that's all they talk about. That's all they talk about on there. It's just talking about tools. There's tool time going on out there. Um, anyway, we were talking about radial arm saws a little bit. Just the, the last little bit of commentary I got here was, uh, you've heard of Rockler, Rockler, Rockler. It's a, uh, I'm fam- not familiar with the stores, but the uh, the catalogs that I get in the mail that has all the, hardware and the doodads and everything all surrounding the the hobbies and the professions of woodworking and all that. And on, on their website, they were talking about radial arm saws and had some comments, much like the ones that I read off of my uh, Facebook page there uh, from users and abusers of radial arm saws. But Rockler said that it's, it's a continual debate uh, that they hear within their company, uh, especially because of all the the really great sliding compound miter saws that are available out there today and probably at a much lower cost. And depending what your need is, uh, maybe that does meet it. So they, they just ask the question, you know, is there really any point in owning a radial arm saw anymore? And uh, they also raise the question, you know, is it an inherently dangerous tool. And from all the comments that came back uh, through the Woodworkers Journal Weekly, uh, their newsletter and the archives from that, there seems to be no real consensus among woodworkers. Um, You know, one guy says here, uh, Ellis says, you know, in my mind, radial arm saws are not at all obsolete. Uh, Ian says radial arm saws were built for industry in the last century and just made it into our basement, you know, workshops. Uh, Rick says, I don't know if they're obsolete, but I sure wouldn't buy one. The new compound miter saws and radial miter saws are much nicer. Uh, yet Rob says it's a great and very useful tool. He said the, the main reason is that they remain a great option for woodworkers is their versatility. Um, so the commentary from Rockler and this is the end of this uh, little segment here for this. It just says, the, uh, the radial arm saw's reputation has suffered because of the do-everything billing it received in the 60s and the 70s through the marketing efforts of a couple prominent mass marketers. You know, okay, maybe Sears and uh, Black & Decker and that. Uh, it was touted as the best all-around solution not only for cross-cutting, but also for ripping, uh, dados, shaping, routing, and even uh, even to a point, saber sawing. Uh, in fact, the radio... Really? With the radio arm? 
Uh, in fact, the radial saw is a poor match for many of these tasks, and some of these secondary operations, particularly rip- ripping, have proven to be quite hazardous. So that's what they had to say about it. So I don't know. Perhaps you love and uh, like your radial arm. It's it's given me kind of a renewed uh, interest in creating that proper radial arm workspace in my garage workshop up against a long wall with outfeed uh, tops on both sides of it and uh, ways to perhaps tuck my other tools in there and take advantage of that long and and proper countertop. Uh, I I agree. I think that they definitely have a place and uh, maybe deserve to be explored a little bit more. But I also agree with what they're saying in some of these comments about uh, you know, in the 60s and particularly the 70s when manufacturers were pulling out so much cost that quality suffered. And when that happens, things get to be dangerous. So uh, much like the uh, the tools that we were talking about and particularly the ones still manufactured uh, in the United States, uh, original saw company in Brit, Iowa, making a very high quality product, uh, you'd have to uh, extrapolate from that that their tool is also safer when used properly because it, it's going to do what it uh, what it's designed to deliver. So uh, just like anything, you get what you pay for. You buy cheap, you probably get injured. You know that the old knuckle buster wrenches. That's why you don't buy that you know ten dollars socket set. <laughs> you buy one that perhaps cost a hundred and ten dollars. And every time you you start you know really wrenching on a, a nut or a, a bolt head, you're not breaking tools and slamming your knuckles into the side of your tractor chassis or something. So, yep, another case of you get what you pay for, not only in results but in in safety. 208-336-3700, 208-336-3700. When we come back after our uh, break that we need to take here, I want to talk about uh, the excessive moisture that's in the ground today around here after multiple inches of snow and continuing rain. Uh, Today's supposed to be pretty nice out and tomorrow, but it's going to be coming back again. What does that moisture do to us in our homes right now? There's anything in excess is probably not good. (laughs) Okay, you can come up with a couple things, but uh, what what does excessive moisture do to to the ground, the soil around our homes? We'll talk about that when we come back with more Home Fix. The Home Fix Show with Joe Prin. We'll be right back. On News Talk KBOI. With a booming housing market, decisions are made quickly, sometimes too quickly. If you are buying a new home, whether it's new construction or previously lived in, please do everything possible to get a complete quality home inspection from Randy Funk Home Inspections. And if you're selling your home, a pre-inspection is where your home inspector comes in and goes over everything in your home before you list it. This way, you can address the items you feel are important on your schedule before they are discovered by someone else. Randy Funk Home Inspections performs honest, comprehensive, and professional inspections. That's why he's the go-to inspector for some of our area's finest realtors. Visit HomeInspectorBoise.com or call 208-914-5793 for Randy Funk Home Inspections. That's HomeInspectorBoise.com or call 208-914-5793.
The Air Filter Superstore is now open in their big, well-stocked new location and ready to help you with all of your furnace filter needs. Stop by at 3825 East Lanark, one block east of DeMeyer Furniture near Franklin and Eagle Road. At the Air Filter Superstore, you'll find the best in professional quality, accurate fit, and great value. As a listener to the Home Fix Show, you know the importance of maintaining your home's heating and cooling system and how the proper filter will help your system run better and keep the air in your home cleaner. If you have questions like, do I have the right filter for my furnace? Please talk to the Air Filter Superstore. They want to help you. And yes, custom-sized filters are available. The Air Filter Superstore is now open at 3825 East Lanark Street in Meridian. More information is at airfiltersidaho.com. Call or text them at 208-672-1323. The Air Filter Superstore. Electricians have to be both talented and very knowledgeable. They have to be creative when you want lighting, outlets, and switches added into your home. And they have to do it so that everything is up to the current electrical codes and safe for you and your family. Dave at Consumer Electric and Cable would like to be your go-to electrician when you need help. Rooms get repurposed into offices. Families grow. New electrical devices come into our lives. And as we grow older, we want more lighting or automation to enhance our lives. Dave at Consumer Electric and Cable can help you with all of this and a whole lot more. What are you wanting out of your electrical system? Talk to Dave and let him take care of it. Maybe it's even time to get that new hot tub or spa or to remodel the garage into that dream workshop or craft area. Consumer Electric and Cable, 208-939-8333. That's 208-939-8333. 208-939-8333. You invested in quality John Deere equipment for your home, your business, your farm, and your construction company. You count on their great factory parts, service, and support so you can get back to work. Again, this is why you bought a John Deere. Sure, it's great equipment and definitely built for the long haul. But from time to time, it needs to be worked on. That time is now. With over 80 years of experience supporting John Deere customers with quality parts and service, Campbell Tractor will make sure that you get the job done. Their technicians know John Deere inside and out. You made the effort to purchase the very best. Now let's get it serviced by the best. Call and schedule your service appointment with your local John Deere dealer or visit CampbellTractor.com today. Campbell Tractor, 2014 North Franklin Boulevard in Nampa with stores also in Homedale, Fruitland, Glens Ferry, Wendell, Ontario, and Burns. This is Home Fix with Joe Prin. If you'd like to talk to Joe, call now, 336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. Now back to Home Fix on News Talk KBOI. Hey, thank you for joining us here on our program this morning. This current weather that we've been having, it's a good opportunity for those of us in southern Idaho and within the communities that are hearing this, not all, some of you are in the mountains and you won't see the ground for several months yet, but uh, this is a good opportunity for us here in the valley anyway to see where our groundwater goes or doesn't go in the winter months. Looking now at winter moisture is a lot different than summer moisture as it tends to show up in some different places based on snowmelt and accumulation 
where you shovel it, uh, where others have piled snow maybe on your property, and how fast it actually melts. It also has to do with ground conditions, soil conditions, and if the soil is frozen or not, and not allowing water to be absorbed into the soil, but sitting on this ice shelf. So it is different than rain in the late spring or the early fall. Snow will behave in different ways when it's converted to water than what rain does. Uh, Roofs that leak in a rainstorm may not leak in a snowstorm, or it could be vice versa. They may not leak in the snow or may, may leak after a snowstorm, but not in the rain because the snow has height to it, which might be allowing moisture in places that a normal rainstorm wouldn't ever gain that thickness to, to allow it to leak into a crack somewhere. As pooled water this time of year could freeze also, uh, where in the summer it will actually soak in, that can change how we see and where we see water in our flower beds, in the lawn areas, uh, maybe you know, trapped in a low spot on a concrete slab or something. So this is that time of year that if concrete is going to get damaged, this is when that usually happens. Water that is trapped in the cracks of our concrete or pooled in certain areas may freeze. Uh, what that can do is cause the surface of concrete to uh, spall or, or separate and blow off. Uh, if we get water trapped in cracks, uh, as that water freezes again, maybe overnight or reaches a deeper place and stays frozen without uh, the cycle happening, that's when concrete slabs can lift or displace themselves and move. Uh, glacier effect. High moisture under slabs from groundwater or from the excess where cracks feed it into it can freeze and that causes what's, uh, what's called heaving. It's a little different than frost heavings. That's, that's something that is similar in result, but uh, maybe has a different cause to it. Cause uh, Frost heaves are where the lifting power of ice lenses underneath the concrete actually push the concrete straight up or lift it up and separate it from what's, what's next to it. In some cases, these these lifted areas may settle back down after the, uh, the ice underneath it or the lenses melt, but uh, often it's a one-way trip. They go up, they stay up, and then you've got trip hazards on your sidewalks or where, where you, you transist from uh, a slab to a sidewalk or something like that. Water in cracks that freezes can also push the slab away from whatever will not give, like the foundation of your house or something, and you can actually push your sidewalk out into your lawn area or down the side of the hill a little bit, and that opens up these cracks even wider, allowing more stuff to get in there. And it's not like you can just pull them back into place. So, of course, dealing with the cracks that you have in your concrete, we should have done that back in you know October sometime uh, in the fall as the materials that are put in there are often some type of a, a water-based material or at least something that needs to uh, cure properly at a, a little higher temperature and not be allowed to freeze. So there's not a lot you're going to do about it right now. Uh, you may have to address any of this that has occurred uh, this coming spring. So water around landscaping, uh, that can be 
looked into and uh, and examined in a little bit of detail right now. It's going to be a nice day out, so you ought to get out there and kind of walk around the outside of your house and take a good look at at where things are going. You can see the water coming out of downspouts from any of the last little bit of snow that's melting off of your roof and and just see where is that water going? Where is it trickling? Is it going over to the neighbor's yard over here somewhere? Is it is it causing a problem? I don't know if you knew this, but uh, you are responsible to keep any rainfall, snowfall, any of the results of that moisture, you are responsible for keeping that within the boundary of your property lines. You are not technically supposed to allow that just to roll off the side of the yard and go over to the neighbor's yard. Now, they may like that because it tends to water their trees or their bushes or their grass that's right there or something. That's fine. But if you're sending all of your drainage water over to their side of the house and it's turning it into a mush pit over there or filling their window walls or something, uh, yes, you can be held responsible for that. So uh, the water around our landscaping and around the perimeter of a house should be looked at. It may be puddling up in places that it doesn't normally do this. Uh, the reasons may be just the, uh, the amount of moisture that's coming down the downspouts all at one time. Uh, and it just can't soak in fast enough. Uh, there may be reasons to provide a drain for this, depending on where things are getting oversaturated. And if you need to keep it onto your property, it's possible that a well needs to be drilled. Uh, this is where somebody with the proper excavation co- equipment will come in and they will drill a hole. It may be six inches, it may be eight or 12 inches round, and they will drill this hole 20, 25, 30 feet deep, just uh, straight down. It's like a post hole that just goes and goes and goes and goes and goes and goes and goes. And they pull out all that soil and that gets hauled away or you put it somewhere else, you know, save it. It's good dirt down there. Anyway, that's then filled with gravel and then potentially a small round grate or some kind of a, a covers put over it. Maybe it's just left gravel and you may have to add some over time because it might sink down and settle a little bit. But what happens then is all that moisture goes in there and is carried nice and deep below any clay layers or any compaction layers that are up more at soil level and allows it to soak in deep into the soil way below our house, below the, maybe the basement floor level, you know, below any of the footing levels of our house and that, and that can get rid of some of these oversaturated areas. And if you, if it, you put one of those in and it fills up with water and it can't soak it enough, maybe you need another one. Uh, but that can be done. And that's a way to keep that moisture is, uh, I guess, managed under control on, on your own property because oversaturated ground can also create a weak base, uh, a weak base material for trees. Uh, In high winds, uh, those trees can then loosen because they're sitting on like this, uh, imagine a dinner plate filled with uh, just wet mud and you've got, you know, a plant sitting on there and it's just balanced there. It doesn't take much to push that over because uh, the soil is either dry or hard or frozen down below, and you've got on the surface level this uh, squishy, mushy soil that's up there, and a lot of the trees, the roots may not go as deep as you as you think. You know, when you see these trees that blow over, it's this big, flat fan of uh, of roots and stuff, and that's why 
uh, when you see these pine trees that have blown over and things, that's usually because we've been through a lot of rain or a lot of uh, snow melt and stuff, and then we get some high winds, and it's just the uh, literally the perfect perfect storm, and these trees fall over. Um, you know that I'm going to remind you that uh, gutters can't drain if they are plugged with leaves or other types of debris. So you need to check and make sure that your gutters are moving the water and they're not just filling up. Um, there's a lot of weight in, in a full non-draining gutter. So you may have to disengage your downspout from the bottom of the gutter trough and reach up there with a wire or something and pick all the leaves out of it if you can't get up on the roof to get that. Um, if you figured out the weight of a gallon of water and how much cubic foot of gutter just one gallon fills, which isn't very much, by the way. Imagine taking that one-gallon milk jug and filling that with water and pouring it in your gutter. Um, how many gallons of water are you going to have to put in there? And at what water weighs like that, at like, what is it, something like eight and a half pounds or something per, per gallon or, I don't know, somewhere around there. If you figure that weight per gallon and the length of that gutter that runs down the front of your house or the backside of the house, there could be several hundred pounds of water just sitting in that gutter, which can also obviously turn to ice uh, when it freezes up there. That's all being suspended overhead with just a, a few screws or attachment points. Um, it, it's enough that you don't want it to fall on you or someone else or or damage anything when it uh, rips itself off the off the roof when other snow starts pushing down on it and that. So uh, you do want to make sure that your gutters are draining. Uh, today's a good day to make sure this happens because we're going to get more of this. Uh, and there's probably been leaves pushed off your roof. I know I'm going to do that. I'm going to get up there and make sure when I take down my Christmas lights today on the outside of the house that uh, the gutters are open and, and free-flowing. Uh, one person told me that they put their phone camera just on a long stick and set it to a uh, selfie video record. And they put that up there and they just kind of go up and down their gutter and shoot this video and then bring it down and look at it so that they know if they have any trouble spots or what's in there and they don't even have to get up on the ladder to do that. So I thought that was a pretty creative way of handling, handling that situation. All right, we'll be back with more of the Home Fix Show. What kind of projects are you working on? Are you remodeling a bathroom now or are you already starting to think about that deck that you're going to build this summer perhaps put a uh, third bay onto the the side of the garage maybe add a second story to the house or perhaps it's just trying to hang a shelf on a wall and you've got questions about that let me see if i can help you out grab your phone punch it in 208-336-3700 208-336-3700 i'm joe prin this is home fix the Home Fix Show with Joe Prin will be right back on News Talk KBOI. I truly hope that your roof is in great shape for this winter. That's probably one of the last projects you want to take on when you have to rather than when you want to. But if now's the time and you need a roofing contractor to take care of you, call Hutar and I did when we needed a new roof. CF Construction. Craig and his team are expert roofers and job managers and will work with you to get your roof back into shape, protecting everyone and everything under it. Their teams work fast and efficiently, yet pay attention to the important details. If you think you have had some wind damage or some hail damage, 
Ask Craig about this as he works with all the insurance companies and can provide you with an inspection and a quotation. CF Construction is a hardworking roofing company that wants to earn your satisfaction through the great work and prompt manner in which they get things done. Call CF Construction at 921-1445. That's 921-1445. Your kitchen and laundry appliances are very important to you. They need to be in good working order and with the features you want and need. Nampa Appliance TV and Mattress knows that finding what you want and need right now can be a little tricky. That's why they've done everything possible to make sure they are stocked with a great inventory of washers and dryers, stoves, ovens, cooktops, refrigerators and dishwashers, freezers, microwaves and more. Delivery and installation available. They also have a good stock of Serta brand mattresses and can deliver them to your home as well. Shop local and find what you are looking for at Nampa Appliance TV and Mattress. Visit them at 278 Caldwell Boulevard in Nampa. Current stock and prices are at nampabrandsource.com or call 208-465-0551. Be sure to mention that you listen to The Home Fix Show. What do you think is harder on your windows? The heat of summer or the cold of winter? The answer is winter. Cold temperatures put windows to the test. And if yours could use a better grade, Milgard Windows from Viewpoint Windows and Doors are a great choice for your home. Milgard Windows have one of the finest and fairest warranties in the window business. They even cover accidental glass breakage. They are a leader in innovation and continually are top rated for quality and value. Viewpoint Windows and Doors will not only install your new Milgard windows, but they can also provide any service you might need in the future. There is never a bad time of year to get your new windows because they work hard year-round. Okay, a little harder in the winter. Call 208-854-1877 or visit viewpointwindows.com. 208-854-1877 or visit viewpointwindows.com. There are lots of elements that make up the exterior of your home. They all work together to protect the structure, you, and everything inside. So when you need some help with those elements, like siding, trim, soffits, and fascia, or porches and entryways, Bill Bott of Bott's Exteriors is ready to help you out. Now is the time to take care of those needed repairs, or it could be the time for an updated appearance for your home. Rest assured, when you choose Bott's Exteriors, they have been helping Idaho families with their homes for decades. Bill and his team are very experienced and will bring the skill and efficiency to your home. Quality work and honest, friendly service from start to finish is why Bots has so many repeat customers. Give Bots Exteriors a call and ask them to visit your house for a quote. 208-870-4324. That's Bots Exteriors. 208-870-4324. Ladies, if, um, someone in your home thinks they know what they're doing, better call Joe immediately. 208-336-3700. Call soon. Everything's under control. No problem here. This is the Home Fix Show with Joe Prin on News Talk KBOI. I got an email from a listener after uh, last week's show had concluded um, they listen about this time each and every week so hopefully you're catching this they were asking me about the storage 
of long lengths of um, wood moldings and uh, in, in some cases some boards, lumber. Um, they've been amassing some materials that they're going to use in a springtime uh, interior makeover in several rooms in their home. And a lot of things like baseboards and door casings and that come in 14 and 16 foot lengths. If you go into the retail stores, you will see something that is being done that is not correct in the way that these products are being merchandised. And that's that they are standing vertically in bins. That is the absolute worst way to store lumber because it provides no support for the board whatsoever. There's no chance that the weight of additional boards stacked on top of it because they're all just sitting next to it. Each board has the same amount of of pressure on it and they suffer a lot of uh, damage and warpage and cupping and twists and turns and all of that when when lumber is stored that way. So why do they do it? Because it takes up very little floor space. You can have an eight foot length of warehouse racking in a store and have you know, 16, 20, 30 different molding profiles all on display there because each bin is only a few inches wide and they can stack that up. Well, that doesn't often work for us in our home garages and things. One, we don't always have 16 feet of vertical space where we can stand this stuff up. And even if we did, we probably wouldn't want to do that anyway because that's not a good long-term storage method for this. I know when I store eight foot and less uh, boards and moldings, if I have four, five, six sticks of one by four or baseboard moldings or something, I will nest those all together and stick them together and I'll, I'll tape them. I'll tape them together like banding it in a bundle like they do at the, at the lumber yards when they're transporting it to you in that. I'll cinch it down with some bands or heavy duty strapping tape or something because I know I'm storing it for a length of time and I don't want it to twist up and, and get ruined. So just that pressure kind of holds things in place a little bit. Um, but when I was asked about this molding, I thought about a way that I have some things stored on the, uh, the ceiling of my garage. There's a lot of room up there that, uh, is not really doing anything. It's just literally occupying space. And if you go into the hardware stores or the home centers and you go back to where, uh, shelf brackets and peg hooks and uh, bicycle hooks and all the different, you know, bent up pieces of metal that are rubber coated and stuff, gadgets for hanging things on walls and all that. There is a device that you're going to find. And I don't know what to call this thing really other than a T-rack. Um, if you look at this thing, picture uh, the capital letter T, you know, in a regular like Times New Roman font. The, the T has these wings across the top of it. The top of the T is straight, and then it's got these two little wings. And the leg of the T, the post in the middle, down at the bottom, it's got a, a, a base to it that's wider. Okay, that's what these racks look like. And what they are designed to do is to go on upside down and attached to the bottom of the trusses or your floor joists if you're in a basement or something, but the bottom of the trusses, like in your garage, and you would run some screws up through this, and now you have this upside-down T there. 
And if you put one of these like on every other truss, so it would be every four feet, and you could put maybe four of these so that you covered 12 feet worth, and you put them in a nice straight line and everything, now you can take those 14-foot and 16-foot pieces of molding and just reach up there. Maybe you have to stand on something, and you just set them up on the bottom of this T-rack. Now, you don't want to hold hundreds of pounds. That's not what that, that truss is designed for, but you know, eight or 10 sticks of molding or, you know, a dozen one by fours or something, that's, that's probably not going to, uh, you know, exceed any kind of a, a rating there because you're spreading it out over the, the course of, you know, four different, different trusses. Now, some of these, maybe your, your, your trusses or those, uh, joists from the flooring or the rafters that are there are going the wrong direction. A lot of these T-racks have a button on the side of the, uh, the vertical part of it, you can push that in and then rotate the bottom piece 90 degrees and click it in so it can go the other direction and uh, span or follow the joists that way. Um, in some cases, you may have several feet above your garage door. I know Kevin doesn't want to hear this. You may have several feet above the garage door so that uh, you could store lumber up there and your door still opens and closes just fine. You may have another place somewhere else to put that. Uh, but it, it gives you a good storage place, a way, a place, a, a way to store this, this lumber and keep it in decent shape, uh, with, with pretty minimal effort. Uh, you just want to use a good number, uh, you know, a grade eight torque screw with probably a flat, uh, head on it, something that uh, you can anchor into those trusses. And, and you got to realize that each one of those is probably only going to be holding, you know, 25, 30 pounds maybe at the most. So it's, uh, it's not something you got to be able to do chin-ups off of. But uh, don't, don't over overload it. I've also seen people use these T-racks and then uh, hang spare tires from that. Um, not a good idea from what uh, tire guys tell me because it, it can cause the tire to get out of round as it sits there and hangs for a, a very long time. So you can use them for lumber and boards, but uh, that's about it. Uh, one other thing popped up I wanted to share with you here too. I was uh, over visiting my daughter at her house and she said, oh, you know, I'm glad you're here. My washing machine's uh, kicking off an error code and I haven't looked it up yet to see what, what the problem actually is, but uh, any, any idea and uh, I said, is it, is it a front-loading washer? Because I didn't remember. I hadn't seen it in a while. Uh, yeah, it's a front-loading washer. I said, have you changed the, the filter down there in it? Have you cleaned the filter out? Said, what? And I said, yeah, there's a filter down there. And, oh, okay. And I remembered that, uh, not from experience of doing this, but um, the last time I talked with uh, Lauren at uh, Cody's Appliance Repair, they were telling me that um, it, it's not half, but it's a lot of the... Uh, questions that they get or, or requests for service. Somebody will say, hey, my washer's kicking off, you know, and it's not running and it's flashing some number or something like that. Can you guys come out and fix it or whatever? And uh, the first thing they say is, you know, when was the last time you cleaned your filter out? Well, what filter? Well, if you look on most front-loading washers, you go down there to the bottom, left or right, there's a little door or some kind of an indentation or something around whatever and if you pop that open, out will come a filter. Now, out, out will also come a bunch of water if it's trapped inside the washing machine. So get ready for that. Get some towels around there to soak it up if you've got a, you know, a wood floor under there or something. And 
luckily, my daughter had the absolute perfect situation. Her laundry room was down in the, uh, a garden-level basement, and right there under the washing machine, right next to it, is a floor drain. And I thought, wow, somebody finally used their head when they built this house. There's a floor drain right there. So we popped open that thing, and yes, about a gallon and a half of water, probably the full washing machine load of water, came out of there, but also the filter came out, and it was just plugged up with with fuzz and, and debris and slime, icky, blah, stuff you don't want to touch. But uh, rinsed that out, popped it back in there, turned the machine back on, air code gone, ran perfectly fine. That's all it was, and avoided a $89 or more service call <laughs> for that. So um, just something you want to check. If you haven't cleaned that out lately, you might want to do that on a regular basis. Maybe today's the day you go clean out the filter on your front load washing machine and avoid a shutdown or a, a, a potential problem with it. So. There you go. Uh, let's take our final break of this hour. When we come back, let's go to Mike and Meridian has a countertop question for us. We'll do that when we come back with more of the Home Fix Show here on News Talk KBOI, 670 AM, 93.1 FM. I'm Joe Prin. This is Home Fix. The Home Fix Show with Joe Prin will be right back on News Talk KBOI. Cold temperatures are hard on your garage door. You count on it to get you in and out of your home safely and efficiently. For many families, their garage door gets used more than the front door of the house. When your garage door needs to be tuned up or repaired, Garage Door Store Boise will be on the way to you. Broken dual springs can be changed out for $239, which includes tax labor and a 10-year warranty. Don't pay the overinflated prices others are charging. Garage Door Store Boise built their reputation on quality, speed, and a fair price. New quiet belt drive door openers with two remotes and a keypad start at just $400. If you need a complete new door to make your home look great, Garage Door Store Boise has an amazing selection to show you. Call Kevin at 208-514-2871, 208-514-2871, or visit garagedoorstoreboise.com for special offers, a photo gallery, and more information. The Hefner Group at Guild Mortgage, your local home lender, can help you with every aspect of mortgage lending, whether you're buying or refinancing or even building a home. The Hefner Group at Guild Mortgage is here for you. Many people are just now realizing how much equity they have in their homes and looking for ways that they can remodel, add on, or just update their existing home. If you're looking for ways to finance a project like this, start with a conversation with Terry Hefner at Guild Mortgage. He can help you analyze the complete situation and choose an option that best fits you and your goals. Don't get stressed out or confused. Relax and let Terry Hefner and his team of professionals help you with your financing. Call 208-599-8500 or visit terryhefner.com. Terry Hefner is NMLS 95796. The company is NMLS 3274. Guild Mortgage is an equal housing lender. 208-599-8500. Keeping our homes warm in the winter and cool in the summer is easier to do with the proper type and placement of insulation. This happens in attics, walls, and crawl spaces, all locations that are not easy for you and I to look at closely. 
That's where the experienced insulators from Go Green Insulation can help. They will look throughout your home at all the places that should be insulated and determine if improvements can be made. Your walls may be good, but the crawl space could use some help. Or the crawl space is good, but the attic is way under insulated. Improvements to your insulation are a lasting value year-round. Go Green Insulation knows all the latest energy code requirements, whether your home is 80 years old or just a decade or two. It's always a good time to insulate. Call Go Green Insulation at 208-912-0028 or visit GoGreenInsulation.com. Joe is always telling you to surround yourself with good people to help you take care of the things around your home. Pastcom can check off two of those boxes for you. Pestcom will take care of properly scheduled, professionally applied pest controls that are pet and environmentally safe, all while keeping away the mice, spiders, and bugs. Pestcom will also care for your lawn with the right timing for weed control and fertilizations. They'll help you build a plan for your lawn that will make for a sturdy, healthy turf, which may require less water and will handle stress better. Bring Pestcom into your circle of trusted companies to help with your home. Mention you listen to The Home Fix Show and your first treatment will be half price. Call today for an appointment to measure and look at your home and property. 208-495-5636. 208-495-5636. That's 208-495-5636. Or learn more about additional services at Pestcom.com. This is Home Fix with Joe Prin. If you'd like to talk to Joe, call now, 336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. Now back to Home Fix on News Talk KBOI. And let's go to the phones and speak with Mike in Meridian. Good morning, Mike. Well, good morning, Joe. Hi. Hey, uh... You talked about this uh, a little bit ago on your show here, and I want to refresh my memory. I want to replace some countertops here in the kitchen, mm-hmm. and I obviously can't afford the quartz or the granite or that real fancy stuff there. So I was want to know your opinion on this new laminate that's out that looks very much like it's a, a higher grade rather than the stuff from back in the late 90s, you mm-hmm. know? Okay. Um, when you say a higher grade, what, what are you seeing there that makes you think this is different? Well, just the look of it. You know, it's just not one, like, white or brown or whatever color. It's got some kind of a colorization to it that almost looks like a, you know, a higher grade uh, um what the heck you want to call it? Yeah, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm following you there. What I what I guess I want to make sure of is even back when laminates first came out, there were several different grades, let's just say, the word you're using, of these laminates. There were some that were designed for vertical surfaces, like on walls or the face of cabinets and uh, and, and furniture and stuff where the wear layer that was on it or the color layer didn't have to be very thick because it wasn't going to be subjected to any real abuse. And, oh, and, and that product was lower cost. Then there was a step above that, which were some of the basic patterns that we think of, like the old butcher block uh, laminates and some of the solid colors and even some of the patterns but then there were also, you know, upgrades or premium products that had a much thicker 
uh, substrate material behind them. They were heavier. They had thicker wear layers and finishes and all that. So there's always been kind of good, better, bests. I don't know that what you're seeing is maybe anything other than maybe the, those higher grades of laminate. And they just have some patterns maybe or some colors or some more uh, designer touches to them. But I yeah. don't know that they're necessarily new. And the other side of it is uh, you said something about, you know, you don't think you can afford these quartzes and these granites and everything. Um, I think you might want to kind of look at the the big picture and not just the individual components because what goes into doing a plastic laminate countertop with all new base structures and the edges that you do and uh, the installation of all of that as opposed to perhaps doing a quartz or a solid surface material, uh, you know, people say, oh, well, this is really expensive. And I say, well, as opposed to what? Have you priced it out? Because you might find that your laminate only costs $500, but it's going to take $3,000 of work to build the base for it, where you may find out that the granite costs $3,000, but only $500 worth of work to build the base for it. So what one appears to be more expensive, the overall project is not. And and here's my argument for that. You go into almost any of the new homes that are being built that are at, <coughs> excuse me, at, at least a, a median level of a house. They're all using the solid surface materials now. And, okay. and you would have to assume that if they were trying to build something really, really cheap and economical, they'd be using the plastic laminates. So I don't know necessarily that uh, you're going to save a lot of money by doing a plastic laminate countertop and the custom craftsmanship that has to go with that. Now, if you're doing it yourself, yeah, your own labor, you know, you, you, you write a check for zero, but if you're having somebody else do it, you know, that that's a different situation. Um, but if you're expecting that apple for apple comparison of professional results and fit and finish and somebody getting in there and getting it done, um, I think you ought to, you know, do yourself the favor to shop some of these other products because you may find out that uh, it's really not that much different. And if it is, what is the difference? If you can get, you know, a solid surface material that's going to be good for 50 years or 100 years, uh, you know, maybe that's worth the extra $300, $500. So uh, if someone comes out there and looks at my uh, kitchen countertops, I could say I would like a... Uh uh, quote comparison between solid service and this plastic laminate and right. let me look them over and see which way I want to go. Well, and the thing is, uh, in today's world of fabrication and some specialization in that, uh, finding the person that does both of those things is going to be difficult. Now, what you may find is you may find more of a, a general contractor or a category specific contractor like a a kitchen remodeler or something that has you know this person that does laminate countertops he has this person that does tile and he has this person that does solid surfaces so if you're going to try to achieve that on your own and act as that portion of it and try to save 
that money of not hiring somebody for their coordination and their services and their resources, and you're just going to go to these people, then you're probably going to have to invite two different contractors in to, to look at that and say, quote me this. Um, okay. So like on the solid surface materials, whether it's quartz or granite or large format tile, because you can get tiles now that are five feet by 12 feet in one piece, and they're making countertops out of that kind of stuff. Um, that's where you'd go to our, our, one of our sponsors, Cutting Edge Kitchens. And you'd, you'd talk to them about that. And they would send out one of their estimators out there to measure and template. Uh, you would need to come down to the, the showroom then or go to one of the showrooms they assign you to and pick out your materials. And then they fabricate it and bring it out and install it. So that's one way to get that side done. Now, on the plastic laminate side of that, which... I almost hate to say it, it's somewhat of a, a dying art because you just don't see as much of it being used anymore. I would probably go to a couple of the wholesalers that sell those laminates. Um, TNA Supply, Midwest Flooring, some of these places in town, you can find them you know, online in that that sell plastic laminate uh, countertop. You don't use the word Formica because that's a brand name and that's all you're going to get. So you say plastic laminates and there's five different brand names. So you may visit one of those wholesalers and they've got the walls with all the chips up there of everything that's available. And you have to say, okay, give me the name of a couple of your contractors that do business with you that do this. Um, I'm going to want them to come out to my house and put new countertops on and do this. And they say, oh yeah, here, uh, you know, this guy is, uh, you know, you know, Mike and Meridian, he's our contractor for that. So here's his name and number and uh, here's somebody else. And, and, that would be your role to put that together. But just look at the whole bottom line because there's other stuff that's going to come into play too. You're going to get a new sink, a new faucet when you get countertops. What about the backsplashes? Uh, do you want to change anything? Do you want that bar top to hang over another three inches or be two inches shorter? Or you want to round this corner instead of having it square? So you think all that through so that you tell each person the same information. Okay. And what was that name of the someone that does the, I, I got Cutting yeah. Edge Kitchen for Cutting, solid service. Yeah, Cutting Edge Kitchens, uh, one of our sponsors. Uh, they have a showroom uh, down on State Street, uh, right across from Lake Harbor in Boise. Um, you can get a hold of them there. They're, I can't get to it this quick, but my, their phone number's on my resource list. Or, uh, oh, they got, <laughs> they got a commercial coming up in about half an hour, so listen for that. <laughs> Uh, other than that, right. you're just going to have to visit some of the wholesalers and uh, get their information on laminate installers. I used to have a great person that I worked with on that. He was such an artist with that, and uh, he retired out of that about like 10 years ago. There just wasn't a demand for his services anymore. So, uh, yeah, good luck with that, Mike. But I think you can. Uh, you might be pleasantly surprised to see what you truly can afford. This is a podcast of The Home Fix Show with Joe Prince. Welcome to The Home Fix Show as we come to the last half hour of our program for this Saturday morning. Thank you for being with us and carving out whatever portion of your Saturday morning you can for this fun little show where we talk about things, we learn some things, we laugh at each other and have a pretty good time here on Saturday mornings for over 30 plus years, 34 years, I think now, somewhere around there. Some of you have been there since the very beginning. And for some of you, this is your first day with us as this is our first Saturday on 93.1 FM 
as well as 70 KBOI. So those that made the jump just to see what it sounds like, uh, what do you think? <laughs> it's kind of different when you hear what people and some of the music and things actually do sound like a little different. You say, I don't like it. I'm going back to where I was. That's fine. I'm just glad you're there in what other, whatever delivery vehicle you have, whether it's uh, listening to a podcast at a future date other than when the show is live or just listening live online, too. I know you're doing that, too, and you're welcome to call in as much as anybody else if you're listening when we air the program at 208-336-3700 or in the future. Maybe you're listening to a program that's actually aired uh, six months ago and you're listening to it right now. Uh, You can send an email question to joe at joeprin.com, joe at joeprin.com. I've got one of those that we'll get to, but in the meanwhile, I want to finish up one thing and then go back to our phone lines. Um, uh, When we were talking about countertops with Mike uh, in Meridian there, um, one of the things that we have to remember, Mike, too, is the popularity of products and increased availability. Uh, A lot of people do have that perception that granite and solid surface materials like quartz or maybe even a uh, a more cultured product even than quartz you know something like a, a a dupont corian brand product or something like that that is uh you know highly fabricated and uh installed into our homes a lot of times the first time that we heard about that product was when it was first introduced and usually that is not the most economical time to get that product um those products have probably held their cost at a level that has not increased as much over time as perhaps something else. So that's why it's worth checking out. And then also when you used to only have 10 choices and two fabricators for a particular style of product, where with the popularity of those products now, you may have 20 places to get the materials from, and there may be 40 fabricators in the valley trying to keep up with the demand of it it's gotten much more competitive so on a complete and total project now uh, you may find that while other things have uh, remained stable in their pricing uh, some other things that used to be the most affordable or the lowest cost option are no longer that way because they are just not as popular as they were and therefore, the tradespeople that do that and the availability of materials and everything has caused those prices to go up even more than what the more competitive and higher demand products are today. So it's worth looking into things again and again, looking at the total uh, impact that the project is going to have on your wallet. Now let's go to Meridian and talk to our friend Doug. Good morning, Doug. Good morning. Hi. Good morning and a happy new year. You too, my friend. Thank you. Um, I I was calling about my um, washing machine. Yeah. The gasket right at the door um, takes up all the lint and converts it into little balls. Mm. And I think that it's a whirlpool brand. I, I don't know if that's where the gasket... Uh, an alternative gasket is well um is it a front loading washing machine or a top yes. loading front loading 
front-loading. So from what I understand, virtually all of the front-loading machines have a filter down to where... Are you at where you can see this machine? No, but it can be real quick. Yeah, walk over there to the machine, and I want you to look down there towards the floor. Down at the bottom, there's a panel usually eight inches high or something that goes all the way across the bottom. That's an access panel for a service professional to remove and get at things. But is there a small doorway there about the size of a business card or maybe even bigger, uh, some little hatch? Is there a round circle there? Anything? I don't see anything at all. It's absolutely 100% smooth. Okay. Yes. Do you have a uh, an owner's manual for this machine still? I do. Okay. So what you want to do, Doug, is you want to dig into there and find out if somewhere, and it may be on the side of the machine, it, you may be able to access it from the top. I don't know. Every model's different. I don't have that kind of knowledge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and see if there's a filter in there because if that filter is plugged, even though the machine may continue to work in your case, it may not be doing what it's doing, and what you're seeing is the residual effect of a clogged filter. It's showing up somewhere else. It's like people, when their dryer vent starts getting clogged, they start noticing there's lint being blown all over the laundry room and the walls and everywhere. That's a sign that the dryer vent is probably (laughs) plugged up with lint. So you may have your filter completely plugged, and that's why it's showing up there. So I think first thing, see if you've got a filter, then access that and clean it out and put it back in there, clean off the, the gasket around the door and everything, and then see if the problem comes back. If it doesn't come right back, now you know what was causing, you know, A was causing B to happen. Yeah, I, don't, I haven't had any problem with it. My yeah. washing machine going under that. Um, I have the... Yeah, so over uh, time, though, if, over time, if you haven't cleaned that filter, it may be plugging up somehow. Uh, yeah, yeah. you know, it's like the, the air filter on your car. The car may continue to run. It's just going to start drinking gas and not performing right. Well, if the filter on your washing machine is plugged, it may start, you know, causing all this buildup around other places where it just happens to uh, happens to hit. All right, we got to take our break. We'll be back after this. We'll go to Patrick in Nampa, has an insulation question when we return. More Home Fix on News Talk KBOI. The Home Fix Show with Joe Prin will be right back on News Talk KBOI. I think we are finally starting to understand how important clean ductwork is to our respiratory health and to keep our homes cleaner. After a new home is built, a good duct cleaning is essential to take out all the construction dust and debris. Even after a remodeling project, that dust has got to go. And if you've not had your ducts cleaned recently or ever, you definitely need System Clean. System Clean has powerful trucks that pull an incredible amount of air through your ducts. Inside, scrubbing air snakes knock loose the dirt and send it on its way out to their trucks. Combine that with individual vent and return cleaning and sanitization, and your ducts will be as clean as possible. Sound like something you need to get taken care of? Well, System Clean can help you out. Call System Clean at 208-884-3300 and schedule your appointment right now. System Clean. 208-884-3300 and ask for the Home Fix Show discount. Did you know that you can have your bathtub converted to a shower in as little as one day? It's true. 
You've heard Jesse and Jeff from Custom Bath Solutions on the Home Fix Show talking about this with Joe. They have a beautiful showroom in Meridian where you can see full-size displays of their locally made showers and enclosures. And these best bath components have a 30-year warranty. If this is what you need to make your bathing safer and more enjoyable, call or visit Custom Bath Solutions. But maybe you need a bigger scale bathroom remodel. Not a problem. Custom Bath Solutions can help with all bathroom remodeling projects start to finish. Visit Custom Bath Solutions at 480 East Franklin Road in Meridian or call 208-888-7561. That's 208-888-7561 for Custom Bath Solutions. Shower yourself with comfort. Custom Bath Solutions. Here's a reminder to get a second opinion. If you have been told that you need a new furnace for any reason, please get a second opinion from Heating Equipment Company, a sponsor of the Home Fix Show. All too often, the panic of not having a furnace takes over the rational decision-making of finding out exactly what is going on. Many times, the professional technicians at Heating Equipment Company can repair your furnace, no matter the brand, for much less than a new furnace. Now, don't get me wrong. There are times a new furnace is necessary. And if that's the case for you, trust Heating Equipment Company, a Lennox premier dealer, to present you with several choices of award-winning Lennox products so you can get what is right for you. Don't settle for anything less than a fully informed decision. Call Heating Equipment Company today at 208-459-2212 or visit them online at heatingequipmentcompany.com. Again, 208-459-2212 or online at heatingequipmentcompany.com. Making the decision to sell your home or buy a new one is very big. And when you choose your realtor, you want to know you're with a team that will be committed and with you for the complete process. Matt Bauscher has been voted the number one real estate agent in the Boise area and is the founding partner at Amherst Madison. For you, that means an incredible team of professionals that will help you reach your goal, respect your time, your family, and your desires. Look at current listings or read what Matt's clients have to say at BauscherRealEstate.com. In accordance with fair housing laws, Matt Bauscher provides equal professional service without regard to race, color, religion, sex, handicap, familial status, national origin, favorite basketball team, or sexual orientation of any prospective client, customer, or the residents of any community. Reach Matt at BauscherRealEstate.com. If you hear anything you'd like to revisit, check out the Home Fix podcast on the 670KBOI app. First, download the 670KBOI app from the App Store for free. Then, click Podcasts. Then, click on the Home Fix Show. Now back to Joe Prin. This is the Home Fix Show on News Talk KBOI. Hey, let's say hi to Patrick in Nampa. Good morning. Hey guys, good morning. How are you? Doing well. Thanks for your call. Excellent. Okay, my question is with my garage. Um, the insulation inside my garage above it is non-existent. I have insulated garage doors, Okay. but um, would there be a difference? No one can seem to give me a straight answer on my, uh, if there would actually be a difference or um, in temperature in the summer versus and winter, if it would be a little better out there. It doesn't quite freeze in my garage. 
Um, I haven't had anything freeze out there. I've done some experiments with some water jugs, and mm-hmm. so um, it's not super cold. But um, is, what do you guys think about insulating the like above my garage? There's there's no insulation at all. Right, right, and so. it, it's because it's not a conditioned space, so there's no building code requirement that says you need to do that. Uh, is it a two car garage, three car what? It's a it's a three car garage. Okay, so you're going to spend probably close to eight hundred and fifty to nine hundred bucks having that professionally blown in there with a full uh, probably R thirty eight in this case. You may not have to go up to the living cavity standards of an R forty nine. You'll talk to that with your insulator, but um, they will install some baffles where your uh, your soffit vents are. If there are no soffit vents, which is a possibility, they'll have to cut a few of those in so that cool air can... No, you'll have soffit vents. Um, anyway, they don't want to block those off, and they'll blow in that insulation. And what are you going to notice for that, let's say, 900 bucks? You're going to notice in the summertime that the garage is more comfortable when the door is shut. You're going to go outside, and it's going to be oppressively hot. But you go out in the garage, and you think, this isn't too bad. It's nice and cool. Because all that heat from the attic is hitting that resistive layer of insulation, and it's not radiating down through that sheetrock lid of your garage. So you're going to notice Excellent. that the yeah you're going to notice that the garage is a little more comfortable. Now, obviously, you okay. open the door up and leave the door open all day; it's going to go ambient in temperature to whatever it is out on your driveway. It may be a little less because it's in the shade, but, uh, you know, so keeping the insulated door shut as much as you can will make the garage much more comfortable and, and more stable. So what will it do in the wintertime? Well, it's kind of the same thing because, like, during the day, the garage is going to warm up from the warmth of the sun hitting the walls and maybe coming in through the window or whatever, and you close the garage door. But then at night, that temperature drops down. And I've noticed that with mine. I don't have any heat source out there in the garage on a permanent basis. And I can go out there late at night to grab a bag of pellets for the stove or first thing in the morning to throw away some trash in the can. And I walk out there, you know, my slippers on and, you know, the and it, it's really not that uncomfortable. But yet when I open the door to go out to the car, it's like, wow, it is cold out yeah. here today. And that's because my walls are okay. ins- the walls are insulated. The attic's insulated. The door's insulated. And you're trapping more of that, you know, pass-through heat. So you will notice that it stays a little bit warmer in the wintertime, and it stays a little cooler in the summertime, and you will be glad you did it. Perfect. All right, thanks a lot, guys. I appreciate it. I'm going to go ahead and do it then. Yeah, you bet, Patrick. Thanks for the call. And then should you choose to put some type of, let's say, a heat source out there so you can use your garage, you know, as a workshop, perhaps you've got uh, hanging from the ceiling, you get... Uh, a couple of those radiant uh, infrared heaters that, uh, you know, just kick down all kinds of heat over your work area and stuff. What you'll find is you can warm up that garage very quickly and then turn those things off and it will store the heat in the wintertime so that you can be productive out there and work on some projects and all that. But again, the minute you open that garage door, all bets are off, you know, and the heat's, heat's gone unless you can get out and get in real quick. So uh, you, you got to kind of plan on that engineering. It'd be like having a 16-foot-wide front door on your house every time you, you left. You know, you might get in the habit of actually using your front door more and the garage door less 
uh, for coming and going, getting the mail or, you know, doing whatever. So yeah, I uh, hope that helps you out there a little bit, Patrick. 208-336-3700, 208-336-3700. Speaking of garages, uh, I received a question about pegboard from one of our listeners. They were having some difficulty finding what they wanted. And they asked, you know, what the question, you know, well, whatever happened to pegboard? I go to the lumber yards now and nobody has anything. Well, it may be just a supply issue at the moment. There is no national shortage of pegboard that I know of. Um, this does tend to be a time of year after Christmas and uh, heading into spring where there is a lot of garage cleaning out that's being done right now and after Christmas and boxes of decorations being put away and people reorganizing and doing all that kind of stuff in the garage. Maybe there's just been a, a run on pegboard or something. But uh, um, the thing about pegboard when you uh, when you put that up there is uh, you know, it is, if you don't have any in your garage and you are reorganizing and doing that, uh, put, put some up on, on a couple of walls or something. It's, it's so handy to, to hang things off of. I, all my little tools, uh, you know, hand tools, all the wrenches and screwdrivers and pliers and all that kind of stuff. Those I have in just personally, I have those in drawers or, or bins or something like that, but all of my long handle tools, odd shaped stuff, you know, one of things like car ramps or jacks or the, the creeper for getting under the car, or the big lug nut wrench or um, my fold up metal sawhorses or long things like, you know, giant crowbars and stuff that I've got. That stuff all goes on the wall on the pegboard because uh, I like the pegboard because it, it allows for infinite adjustments to where things are. And if you get rid of something or bring something into your life, you can easily rearrange things and uh, and make it fit a little bit better. I keep thinking, you know, every time I've, I redo, you know, a little section in my garage, my stuff, I, I keep thinking that I'm making an improvement, right? We do that. Oh, that's better than it was. Well, I've said that like seven times. So has it really gotten that much better than it was? I mean, shouldn't I reach the best here pretty soon? Because <laughs> I've rearranged this stupid pegboard like eight times, but I don't know. So, but before we talk about how to actually install the pegboard, let's go over a couple of the choices that you're going to have. There's, there's commonly two thicknesses of pegboard. There's eighth of an inch thick, one eighth, and there's quarter inch thick pegboard. Obviously the quarter inch is twice as thick as the eighth. Um, the eighth inch pegboard also has one eighth inch diameter holes in it. And those holes are spaced exactly one inch apart on a grid that covers the entire sheet. So the first row of holes on the sides is a half of an inch in from the edge of the pegboard edge and then one inch all the way across. So it's pretty easy when you want to measure stuff out. You, 27, 28, 29 and a half. Okay, my line's right here. Cut. You hardly even need a tape measure on it. Uh, so that's, that's how the, the pegboard works. The quarter inch pegboard it's on the exact same grid as the eighth inch, except the holes are bigger. They're a quarter of an inch in diameter on the thicker pegboard. And so eighth inch pegboard requires that you use eighth inch diameter, the metal hooks that go into the holes. And quarter inch pegboard, you use the quarter inch hooks. Yes, you can use the eighth inch and the quarter inch, and they're loose and they fall out and they drive you crazy and they make you mad, but uh, they can be done if you have to. The second choice within those two choices is tempered or non-tempered 
non-tempered eighth-inch pegboard is like a sheet of cardboard. It's flimsy, it's weak, it tears easy, it breaks, just about worthless. Uh, it's often used for a lot of things other than pegboard. Tempered pegboard is harder, just like tempered glass. It's more brittle, but it's harder, it's stronger, it takes better impact, it won't tear out as easy, and it's more durable. It's also more expensive. So my experience has been that most of the uh, the lumber yards and that, they may be carrying one or two of these four choices that you have, you know, eighth quarter, tempered, non-tempered. Um, it used to be, you know, you, you stocked all of those, but it's just not not common anymore. But the big thing, the big thing that I think is the fifth choice and probably the most important one is, do you want the raw pegboard or the pegboard that's already pre-painted? Being one that has painted pegboard over the years, get the pre-painted one, get the stuff that's already got the white on one side of it, the white pegboard that's pre-painted. Even if you're going to paint it a different color, get the white painted one. It is a great base coat on there and otherwise you're running your roller over it or spraying it and you're filling up all the little holes with paint and everything so uh so get the white painted one well we never did get how to hang that pegboard we may have to save that for the opening of next week's show i hope you will join me for that cody will be here from the air filter superstore as my guest on the program i'll be back and i hope you will too thanks for being with us i'm joe prin you have been listening to home fix on news talk K-B-O-I. Renewable Energy Northwest is your starting point when you want to find out about solar for your home. Like others, they will start with a copy of your power bill. But that is where everything changes. Renewable Energy Northwest goes beyond the power bill and looks at other solutions to reduce energy consumption as part of a complete package. This could involve a more efficient heating and cooling system, a solar thermal hot water system, insulation improvements, and even replacing inefficient appliances and lighting. With this, PV panels now need to generate less, making for a simpler, lower cost total system for your home. Renewable Energy Northwest has a complete solar solution for you. Call 208-577-6537 or look at RenewableEnergyNWLLC.com. 208-577-6537 or look at RenewableEnergyNWLLC.com. Solar Concepts of Idaho is leading the daylighting revolution with SolarTube Daylighting Systems. These affordable, high-performance lighting solutions bring daylight into interior spaces in an energy-efficient and eco-friendly way. SolarTube significantly reduce the need for electricity by bringing natural, beautiful sunlight inside your home. SolarTube Daylighting Systems are the only high-performance daylighting devices that utilize patented optical technologies to significantly improve the way daylight is captured and delivered. SolarTubes bring in over twice as much daylight as other skylighting products. And SolarTubes are decorative, heat and leak-proof fixtures that come in a variety of sizes and designs. Installation is safe and simple and only takes a few hours. SolarTube Daylighting from Solar Concepts of Idaho, Idaho's only premier SolarTube dealer. Visit them at 2053 East Fairview in Meridian or at solar-concepts.com. That's solar-concepts.com. 